This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine as always. We are presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. And you guys, again, here we are just, what, almost uh, a week and a half away now from Thanksgiving. And there are so many people in our lives who you don't even know about that are not going to be able to provide Thanksgiving dinner for their families. Make a donation. Advocates donations on uh, Venmo. Advocates donations on Venmo. They're partnered with uh, Heroes of Hope to provide Thanksgiving for those who are less fortunate. A dollar, and I mean this so much. I know a lot of people are like, they won't take a dollar. Yeah, they will. Whatever you can do. And I know that times are tight, and I know a lot of people are struggling right now, and it's the holidays, and a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, it all makes a difference. It all goes to uh, Heroes of Hope uh, to provide Thanksgiving and holiday for those who are less fortunate. If you have the means, please consider donating advocates, donations. Advocates donations on Venmo. The Monty Show on a very important day. We are underway in a courtroom in Washington. Washington. The state of Washington uh, at this hour. And it is the Pac-10 versus the Pac-2. Oregon State and Washington State certainly uh, seem to be the underdogs of sorts in this situation. However, as we've been telling you, as this Pac-12-10 versus 2 saga has unfolded, the Pac-2 seem to be in the driver's seat, and there is a lot on the table today. And I wonder your thoughts in the comments section after you hit the like button. Let me know what you think. Is this a good day for the Pac-2? I think it's going to be a good day. I have a hard time believing that a judge in the state of Washington is going to side with all of the other members who were so easily and happy to exclude UCLA, USC, then Colorado from the board of directors when they made their early exits, yet now want to make sure that they all keep their hands in the cookie jar to preserve whatever dollars and cents that they can. Jake, it just feels like the behemoth of the Pac-10 is being greedy here. Yeah, I mean, I I think they definitely want it both ways, and I think that's what's going to be difficult for them to sort of overcome in in this proceeding and as long as this fight goes on and i think that the the thing that you know the pac-10 uh that you know the 10 schools who left are going to argue is that you know hey we're just looking for uh our earnings for the year that we were still here you know we're looking for what was owed to us before you know we left the conference uh to which the two who stayed oregon state and washington state you know are obviously not wanting to oblige which is why this is in a courtroom so you know, to me, yeah, I I definitely think the the ten who who left want uh, definitely have their hand in the cookie jar. They want it both ways, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how a how a judge sees this because again, you know, this all comes down to interpretation of rules, not not just what the rule says itself, right? The the context of the situation and how a judge feels you know, the rule and and the precedent should be applied to the given situation. So logically speaking, yes, there's precedent. You know, uh, like you said, you know, when Colorado left the conference, they were off the board immediately. Same with UCLA and USC. So 
Why should it be any different now? And I'm telling you right now, the 10 who left are going to say, well, it's different now because the conference doesn't have a future. And we only left because the conference didn't have a future and we couldn't find you know, a media rights deal that would allow the conference to to effectively uh, and efficiently move forward. And so that's going to be their argument that, hey, we were in crisis, that, you know, this is a situation that's never been seen before in the history of college football, uh, and we didn't really have much of a choice. And that's why I say this is truly going to come down to what a judge thinks is is proper. You know, does it matter that we've never seen this before in college football? Are we simply sticking to the piece of paper or is it yeah. about context? Is it about, you know, Hey, this has never happened. What did you want him to do? Like, that's what I think we're waiting to see how a judge evaluates that. Yeah. And I, uh, again, my opinion, and, and obviously we will wait. There is an expectation today uh, that there will be a ruling uh, handed down in this situation, but we will wait to hear. But I, I think there's plenty of conjecture and opinion uh, going around about this, I I steadfastly side with Oregon State and Washington State. I think uh, when you look at the way that Oregon State and Washington State, are they victims here? I think that's strong. But I certainly think that they have followed the, the Pac-12 rulebook. And it's funny, I, I feel like we had this conversation the last week or so about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I feel like Oregon State and Washington State have followed the Pac-12 bylaws and the the contract that exists between these 12 members. And for that, I believe they should be rewarded. Are Oregon State and Washington State victims? Not in any way, shape, or form. They made their bed. They're lying in it. I think if you were if you were telling me that people were taking things from them, sure, okay, they could be a victim. But be honest about where Oregon State and Washington State are. The only thing they're a victim of is circumstance. And I think in, in many Many circles of the world, especially if you're in Corvallis or Pullman, Washington, there's a lot of people who tell you they're victims. I'm here to tell you they're not. But that doesn't mean I don't side with them. I think when you are U U USC, UCLA, certainly Colorado, I think Oregon and Washington, I just don't see how you have a claim on anything that, that is beyond this year, this this business year. And, and that is June 31st. And I, or June 30th, excuse me, I think you're in a situation here where on the 1st of July, you are the PAC two officially. And I, I mean, there's conversations we're going to have in a minute about what's going to happen at that point. But I do not believe that the exiting 10 members of the, the, the PAC 12 conference have any claim whatsoever to the assets, the physical assets, to the incoming tournament shares, the units that are paid out by the NCAA. I don't think you have a leg to stand on there if you're the exiting 10 members. You knew what you were doing when you went to the Big 12, when you went to the ACC, when you went to the Big 10. That's a decision you made. Now you have to deal with the ramifications of that. I don't think it's at all foolish or crazy that they sued to try and, and gain access to millions of dollars. That doesn't mean they're entitled to it. Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, this concept of victimhood is is really interesting and more than just a surface level conversation because victimhood is 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 such a broad term. You know, obviously, Oregon State and Washington State are going to try and stretch that as far as they can. Hey, we're victims, right? So not only should we get what's coming to us in the future, these guys are out of the conference, off the board, board no voting rights. We should essentially get it all. In what most people, you know, think is a couple hundred million in total valuation 
over the years to come that they would be looking at. And and I think that's what's difficult because I I, I, I do largely agree that Oregon State and Washington State were part of the process. We're right in the middle of the process that landed them in this position. Now, obviously, they weren't the ones that, you know, pushed these 10 to leave or, you know, right. forced them right. to go anywhere. And so, you know, this concept of victim, of them being a victim, victimhood is one that if I was the 10 who left, I would be arguing to the death. I would be saying things like, man, like, you, there's no way you guys can be victims because you were part of the process that landed us here. You advocated for the Apple deal. You, you know, you guys voted this way or that. Like, there's that's why I say this is not just going to be, you know, oh, they're having a hearing today and everything's going to be settled, dude. This thing is going to go on for a long time, and I and I feel like it's truly one of those cases where the ten who are leaving, while on paper they don't have much to stand on are going to come into this thing and they're going to argue the merits of every little thing to try to make their case. And that's why I say the judge in this one, even more than the Michigan situation, the judge in this one, in my opinion, is so crucial because if you have someone in a judge who is all about, hey, process, 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 piece of paper, bylaws, that's what we're going with, then the 10 have nothing. But if you have someone who is who is willing to consider the context of the situation, who is willing to hear their side of the story and try to find a middle ground, because that's truly what a hearing like this is about. Hey, we're trying to find, you know, some some way to not settle per se, because you're in court, but we're trying to find that answer that kind of appeases everybody. Then I think this thing could drag on for, I mean, months, honestly. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I I think the other thing that we have to do is is understand what are what are we talking about? Because I think a lot of people have you know are grabbing onto this Comcast money and the Comcast money is done. There is no past past this this year. There is no issue because Comcast stopped paying to get even on their bill. So there is no liability there, but there's a holiday bowl lawsuit. There is former employees suing the conference. There, there are other issues in this conference, but what you're truly fighting for, if you are Washington state as Oregon and Oregon state is the reserve fund, the incoming money from tournament units, um, the physical assets, and you are trying to keep this brand alive. The problem and I do think this is a significant problem. If you're in the pack two or the pack 10 or whatever, when you are the pack two, we're talking about life and death because, you know, we, we've told you that there is a framework of a deal between the pack two and the mountain West, but notice that deal hasn't been finalized. And I don't think there is any doubt that that's on the mountain West side of things. The mountain West wants, I am certain a long-term deal that will take the Pac-2 to the end of the TV window for the Mountain West at a minimum. And I am certain that the Mountain West is going to want more financial bonuses, spiffs, if you will, a larger slice of the pie if they are going to bail out the Pac-2, which is truly what they would be doing. Absolutely. So I think that there is clearly a divide there. And I don't I don't know how you fix that, but I, I can tell you, the Pac-2 don't have a lot of other alternatives. Um, I think that the American is out. Um, there was a report this morning, I want to say from Adam, Adam Rittenberg, 
talking about the Sun Belt is out. Like you don't have a whole lot of places to go. And the real issue and the issue that, in my opinion, has kept Oregon State and Washington State out of a lot of expansion is their geographic location based on who they are in their footprint. And you look at where Corvallis and Pullman are, it's an awfully difficult argument to make for somebody in Texas, for somebody in Louisiana, for somebody really on the other side of the Rocky Mountains to come to Corvallis, Oregon on a regular basis. Now, if you're Fresno State, do you care? You don't. If you're Boise State and their new football coach, do you care? You don't. But if you are, you know, Tulane, do you really want to go make the trip to Pullman or or Corvallis? Hell no. No, you don't. And this is the argument, and I think it's one of the arguments that is, has really damaged Oregon State and Washington State. Washington State, I, I just think there is such a myriad of relationship issues with Kirk Schultz and the fact that he is not well-liked and not well-respected and not easy to work with. I think there's absolutely that part of it. I think at Oregon State, I just think that Oregon State has not done a, a, a good enough job putting up the trumpet and, and tooting their own horn. And I, I, because the football program's in great shape, but one of the biggest concerns you have is how long can you keep Jonathan Smith? This is the same issue down in Tucson. And why are they broke and yet trying to extend Jed Fish? Um. Because, yeah, they know that Jed Fish, who's not a guy who's known for his longevity in any of his stops, he's a guy, and he says, well, let me do some quick math here. Uh, we're going to the Big 12. We're broke. Uh, and Texas, the envelope calculations. Texas A&M has a job opening? I might want to have my agent lob a phone call over there. Crack this thing up. We're out of here. Right? Like, I mean, if you start to do some math on Scott Barnes, the athletic director at Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, the head football coach, who is beloved, well-respected, well-liked, great relationships, would be a home run hire. I don't know, at Michigan? That'd be America's team. I mean, you're in a real, I think Washington State is going to toil. With all due respect, I think Oregon State is a real gem. I think Oregon State, I, if you've watched this show for any amount of time, you know that I have a bromance with Scott Barnes. I am a huge fan. I believe in him as an administrator. I believe in him as a human being. Same for Jonathan Smith. Like, I have a lot of respect for that athletic department. Yeah, you should. And I feel like they're going to lose those dudes. And if you wind up, like the Sun Belt just doesn't hit with the same force that a, a partnership with the Mountain West does. Yeah, I mean, if you partner with the Sun Belt, you're not going to the college football playoff ever. You, I mean, you could just write that off. You're not. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think the Mountain West is is at least a path. You know, it's at least a situation where you can say, it's okay. It's viable. Yeah, I mean, a, a, it's viable. Absolutely. Logistically speaking, it's perfect. It's ideal. It's everything that you would want geographically, logistically, all that good yes. stuff. It's it's perfect. But but I think the 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 thing that no one really wants to say about Washington State and Oregon State situation is that whether it's this courtroom proceeding today or or whether it is the leverage the Mountain West has over you, none of that leverage means a damn thing if you go out and win football games. And and that's precisely why you're in the position you're in because if you go, so let's say you do the Mountain West play and 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 
They get a bigger piece of the pie, more than you would like them to get, and you make some concessions because you need to make that happen. If you just go up and make in in and cover that gap in concessions that you had to give up by winning football games at Oregon State, let's say, then yeah, Jonathan Jonathan Smith and Scott Barnes probably aren't as keen on leaving for other positions. They're probably not putting their ear to the market as much. That's but, right. But if you're gonna sit here and you're gonna be, you know, woe is me and the world sucks and we're terrible. Those guys are going to leave because they do have other opportunities. Yeah, and I think they're all going to buckedup.com because they know that today is the early Black Friday sale where everything's 50% off. When you use the code 50AMB at buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show, Bucked Up, you know they make the greatest pre-workouts in the world, quite literally. The best pre-workouts, buckedup.com, award-winning, respected, proven, tested, buckedup.com, pre-workouts, 50% off right now. We tell you every day on this show, Buckshot, it is my favorite, absolute favorite product that Bucked Up makes. You can get 50% off for every box. Like, put everything in your cart, enter the code, 50AMB, 50% off Buckshot. Energy drinks, vitamins, uh, I can tell you right now, my order was $200 today. So I saved $200 and I got creatine. I got protein powder. I got endurance for my wife who trains for these ridiculous triathlons where she she like runs three miles, you guys. <coughs> then gets on a bike. Wait, I think you said she runs. She, people run still? I don't think. I think, I think Mrs. Monty is the only one. <laughs> she runs. <laughs> She runs three miles. Then she bikes like 57 miles. And I'm I'm just saying like, it's wild, but Bucked Up makes a product called Endurance so that you can run further, bike further. Um, she got a bag of that. She got her electrolytes and IV, which she has absolutely made me a convert. Um, like we got all this stuff. I got four boxes of Buckshot. Boom, 200 bucks for all of that. Right now, buckedup.com, two-day only. Get to buckedup.com, 50 AMB, and here's a deal that we will make you. If you go to uh, buckedup.com and hit us with a screenshot, either in on Twitter or Instagram, DM it if you want, post it if you want, tag SLC Jake and The Monty Show, SLC Jake and The Monty Show. Somebody today is going to win a $25 Amazon gift card on the show simply because you went and supported one of the biggest sales in the history of Bucked Up. 50% off everything. 50 AMB is your promo code today. Get a screenshot, tag us in it. We'll give you a $25 uh, Amazon gift card today. It will be in your email. Hit us on Twitter and Instagram, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. All right, let's get uh, let's get to business by drinking our Buckshot today. There it is. 200 milligrams, naturally sourced caffeine. Bunch of brain food dumped in there. Let's go, baby. Elite ingredients that make an elite product that does exactly what it says it's going to do. Bucked up. Bucked up.com. Uh, all right. Let's get your comments in here. Where are you at on the Pac-12? Let me ask you this. Do you care? Honest to God, I know we have college football fans from across the country and really across the globe. Hello, Canada, which is an emerging market for us right now for... Whatever reason, all you fools in Montreal and, and Toronto, 
You got damn hockey fans watching the show. Appreciate you up in uh, Canada, A. Eh? Uh, but we want your opinion. Do you care what happens to the Pac-12? Because I think this was a story that wore our asses out all summer long. Yeah. Like, just tore us up. Do you care? TJ Beck for $5. Kalen DeBoer to Texas A&M. Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. Why? Or vice versa. You know, I don't think Jonathan Smith is going to take a job like that. But I look at the Texas A&M likelies. And I, I look at these names, and I think Caleb DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer is absolutely one of those guys that is constantly up for jobs. Now, on this board, if you missed it, and I don't know that I was ever going to say this on this show, ever, I really am starting to like and admire Dan Lanning. Oh, I, what are you talking about? Man? I know. I feel dirty. I need a shower. But I am starting to like and admire Dan Lanning because I appreciate people who don't pull punches and they don't screw around. Hey, Dan, are you going to Texas A&M? Yeah, we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. Um, I guess the reality here is, one, our, our, my name and uh, our program would never be in the, a topic of conversation for another school if, if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players our coaches, the support that exists here at Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here, right? Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your uh, family in a community like this, to be able to compete for uh, championships and have the ability to get the resources you need. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything, one, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, and our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. Dude. All right. Go ahead and scratch Dan Lanning off of that list right there. I don't think he's going. Mike Norvell said, I'm not going. I think the name on this list, and for all my Texans out there, you know Jeff Trailer, high school legend, has kicked ass at UTSA. I think of all the people on this list, if I could have one, it'd be Lane Train. But Jeff Trailer in the state of, of Texas, he can recruit with anybody, against anybody in any corner of that state. He has relationships that run deep, and that's what you need at Texas A&M. You're an afterthought. Nobody cares because mainly Jimbo Fisher wasn't very well liked. Thanks. But I'm telling you now, that any way you slice it, Dan Lanning is becoming very likable. And I just never thought, especially on a list like that, I never thought that I would say that. Like, Dan, remember when Dan Lanning was just the red ass who hadn't won anything yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dan's done a really good job of of continuing to win. 
You know, I, I, it's one thing to beat Colorado. It's another thing to continue to win and continue to be right in the middle of the conversation. The thing that strikes me about Dan Lanning, you know, whether you like what he has to say or not, he's always convicted in what he has to say. He's always yes, ready he to, to make the point that he feels is correct. He's always ready to, you know, say what he wants to say. And I think that's really important as a head coach. And, and yeah, I was not a Dan Lanning guy early in the season. I did not like, you know, how they went about the Colorado game, you know, and, and, and specifically I didn't like how he fired up his team with the clicks comment and all that. Yep. But the reality of the situation is they've gotten the job done and, and they're right in the center of the PAC 12 race. So to me, yeah, I think you got to respect Dan and yeah, as the days go on and as I hear more quotes like this and I see how the program's going, like, yeah, I do respect the guy. Absolutely. And I, I just hope that Kalen DeBoer is not the, the guy that gets the job because it, what he's done at Washington I think is spectacular. Shaner, what's up? Ooh, Arizona. Well, some of the people um, that we were talking to at Arizona were about that situation. I mean, you guys, they're talking about cutting pretty much every tier two Olympic sport. Like they are talking about if you're not making money, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be the cross countries of the world, the diving and the swimming, the some of the things that Arizona's very good at are being considered to be chopped and it's tough dude it is very very tough shaner says i got hooked on this show through realignment jake monty and the members are the reason i stick around much love shaner appreciate you man yeah, i appreciate you. you bro uh brandon butler for five dollars do you think the coaches wait to see what the penalties are at michigan before they take the job is michigan less appealing to big names well boy brandon that's a fair a, question that's a great point yeah fair um question. i think you have to wait and see what penalties are um i think Michigan's a damn good job. I mean, that is... I, I think Michigan's a damn good job if you know how to... to, to if, you, if you are in a place where you know how to get to that next level of winning, I think it's a damn good job. It's a, it's a horrible job if you're someone who, who has never really won at a really high level. You know, like, let's say you've never been to a New yeah. Year's Six Bowl. Let's say that you've never really even gotten there you know, I think that's that's a tough spot. Now, uh, the obvious argument is, okay, well, Jonathan Smith, he hasn't been part of a program that even has had a chance. He's he's a damn good coach, and if you put him in the Michigan role, he's going to get there. Well, here's the problem. I don't think Michigan, uh, let's assume, again, assume, that Jim's not there at the end of this season. He's out after this year. Okay, well, Michigan's not really in a position to go out and take a risk. It's much like AM. You're not going to go out and hire a question mark. You got to go out and get a guy. Michigan ain't hiring Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, I mean, Michigan ain't <laughs> hiring Jimbo. Michigan's not hiring Jet Fish. You're no. not hiring anybody who's a risk, man. No, I don't I don't think so. I, that is a Bob Stoops out of retirement. That is a that's a big name job. A no doubt about it. No way. If this thing flames in our face, no one's going to blame us type no, buyer. I, I totally agree, Brandon. Good good, good point, man. I appreciate you. Jim Bagley for $5. Should the Comcast judgment be paid in total by the pack to... I... Are we in an echo chamber? Dude, you you need to you need to do your homework on the Comcast deal, dude. Guys, I don't understand why this is confusing, and I'm not trying to mansplain or talk down to anybody, and I know I say that every day. The Comcast deal is paying for itself. You got to remember that there's a contract between these 12 schools. They're all on the hook for it. And if you don't know the story, Comcast overpaid 
the Pac-12. The Pac-12 allegedly, because there's a lot of lawsuits around this, allegedly knew about it, didn't tell Comcast, who then eventually found out about it. People were fired because of it. And Comcast said, okay, well, we're not going to pay you until we're made whole. So we're going to keep taking the Pac-12 networks, but we're not going to pay for it until we're level. They'll be level uh, by the, the end of the fiscal year. By June 30th, 2024, Comcast will be leveled. There is not going to be a payment on Comcast. So in a, I, I, I don't know what is so confusing about that. And I'm not going after you, Jim, specifically, but so many people are like, oh, well, USC should pay the Comcast bill. It, So-called experts. There's a contract in place. The Holiday Bowl lawsuit is a very interesting case study. The Holiday Bowl is suing UCLA and the Pac-12. And at the time that UCLA during the COVID period pulled out of the Holiday Bowl, the Pac-12 was still the Pac-12. Who should pay for that lawsuit, that judgment? Because they're not going to take UCLA off that, that lawsuit. No way. My guess is UCLA is going to carry the lion's share and the, the Pac-12, whatever form it is in, will have to be, will have a share of that. There are a lot of those situations. There's a lawsuit with a former employee related to the firing over the Comcast deal. Who's going to be on the hook for that? I don't know. Let's find out what happens in court today because I think probably within an hour from now, we're going to have a pretty good look at where this whole thing stands. And my guess is that we should know um, pretty quickly. Um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how so many people end up in a tough spot. Um, it, according to Ross Dellinger, Eric uh, McMichael, the lawyer for Oregon State, tells Whitman County Court Judge uh, that a ruling is necessary now. A delay may pre prevent Oregon State and Washington State from rebuilding the Pac-12. Quote, there will not be a conference left to save if there is a delay. You know, listen, you got Look, dude. every day. Not only do I get better looking and, and your wives are like, hey, who's that hot guy? Right. Like we totally get that. Um, as we told you on this show, going back a significant amount of time, every day that goes by is a death knoll for the, the future of the Pac-12. But here's the problem. And you're right. We did say that. And it absolutely is a, is a relevant argument and point that they should be making. And here's people in this conference told us that the 10 members are trying to bleed the two members dry Yeah, on time. And that's the bed you made if you're the two members. It is. And and I don't think that that seed like that's one that annoys me because ultimately it's not about whether there's a conference to save. That's not why we're here today. That's specifically what I'm talking but, about with the victim. But I think stuff. this post uh, or this comment is really important in the grand scheme of things because you quite literally are are if you're the Oregon State and Washington State, and I know you guys are going to hate this analogy, but. Uh, you're playing violins on the deck of the Titanic, dude. Everybody else is jumping shit. You're like, hi, here in Corvallis and across the way over there in Pullman. We will sit here, even though we're going to sink and we're probably going to die because there are no more lifeboats. USC took all of the lifeboats and went to the Big Ten. So if you guys could hurry up and either kill us or save our lives, that'd be great. Right? Like that. 
that's who you are. I knew today would be shitty. Yeah, you're sitting on the deck of the Titanic playing the violin, and you're telling that judge, hey, man, the water's at my knees. Crack everything up. We're out of here. Look, it's at my belt buckle. We need to get on with it, right? That's that, And I think it's a very good point. Yeah. There will be nothing left to save Listen, if you don't make a ruling today. And that's all fine and dandy, but that's the bed you made, Slick. That's You put yourself in this position. So I, while it is true, I agree that is the situation. It's not relevant to the conversation we're having. Oh, I is, think it is. Well, if they get a ruling in their favor today, if this judge says, okay, Oregon State, Washington State, full control of the Pac-12, if that, in fact, happens today, I think the Pac-12 and the Mountain West will probably wind up, um, you know, commingling their bodily fluids <laughs> by close of business Friday. Like, I would think that... I would agree with that. I would think that you would be able to move very quickly. But you don't know what you are what you are hanging on to. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's a huge problem. If you're a judge, I don't know how you can go down that route. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, if you're going to sit here... And just be like, yeah, okay, yep. Uh, these two have full control. That's it. Come on. I, I mean, I, I I would be very surprised if if it was just that easy to get a ruling in your favor in this situation. Mainly because I think it's super complex. I think, oh, I think you could absolutely you could easily and absolutely expect a ruling in your favor today. Absolutely and easily expect a ruling in your favor today. Hey, uh, first one in on the uh, bucked up sale today. Remember, again, it's 50% off everything at buckedup.com. Their entire product line, all their clothes, supplements, energy drinks, buck shots, 50% off buckedup.com. 50 AMB is the promo code you need to use. Uh, OG Gary, the first one in today, sent me his order. And apparently, uh, OG Gary is very well-to-do. He is a very rich man. Um, he ordered every buck shot that was left in the entire place. I've been a rich man. I don't know. I can't see what he ordered. I'm just making that part up. But uh, all right. OG Gary, you're the first one in. Brian T Tidewall. Okay, Brian. Who the f is that guy? Yeah, Brian Tidewall also in today. He actually did show me that uh, he got some, um, some buckshot ordered today for 50% off. Let's go, you guys. Get there. Well, at the end of the show, and I'll say coming up, we'll give you two hours. Um, at uh, 4.30 uh pacific time 7 30 eastern time uh we will announce the winner we're going to give away a 25 dollars amazon uh gift card today all you have to do is go to buckedup.com take part in the sale use the promo code 50 amb to save 50 percent off your order on anything or all things you want on that website take a screenshot dm me on twitter or dm jake i'm the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show he's jake well you don't really care it's slc jake but you i mean <laughs> jake needs followers on twitter and instagram desperately mm -hmm. nobody likes him he's not a nice guy just mm -hmm. pity the fool mm -hmm. uh Sorry, so folks, appreciate what it is appreciate you guys doing that uh let's keep rolling with your comments as we wait for a ruling in the pack 10 versus the pack two um uh, let's see tj beck for five dollars uh michigan state mississippi state jonathan oh mississippi state Jonathan Smith, definitely not Michigan State. Well, that didn't make a lot of sense to me, yo. Better job, Michigan or Mississippi State? Mississippi State. No, are yeah. you kidding me? Why do you say that? Wait, Michigan or Mi Mississippi State? The University State? of Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think that depends on the penalties, man. I mean, if they if they're gonna have a ball ban, let's say next year, or you know, I mean, it it really does depend on the hammer that's dropped. I mean, I I have to say I wouldn't want to be the guy replacing Jim Harbaugh. I can tell you that. Uh, and for that reason, I'd probably go to Mississippi State. But I think on its face, yeah, Michigan's a bigger brand. You know, Michigan gives you much better access to the college football playoff. National championship. Yeah, I mean, assuming you have access to the college football playoff, which you probably won't. Um, and you know. not in the pack, too. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's it's a situation where it's all about circumstance, you know. What do you have to deal with at Michigan? So, I, you know, and, and again, the other thing is, you know, being in the SEC, you know, maybe some guys value that. Maybe you want to be in the SEC. So I think it really just depends on what you want. Yeah, I think it is very interesting that we're looking at a situation where um, it is it's going to be tough, man. I'm telling you, it is going to be very tough for Michigan to get away from a, a heavy penalty. I mean, it, it's going to be how do they get away from a bull ban next year? How do they get away from recruiting restrictions, scholarship reductions? I think that's the that's the hard part. Uh, Tanner says, uh-oh, I see a Monty rant coming. About what? Yeah, about what, dude? About what? Uh, Conundrum says, hey, Shaner, $240 million is serious cash. Criminal, perhaps. Dude, I, I Conundrum, I think they absolutely need to see if there was criminal activity. You can't tell me that paid professionals in the world of finance made a $240 million mistake <coughs> at a university. I don't believe that. Yeah, I, it's I have a real hard time buying that, man. Like, and, and, and this is why I'm man. saying, dude, like your boy should not be fired. He should not be fired. He should not be, uh, uh, he should not resign. He should not have to step down. I, I, Bobby? I, yeah, Bobby. I, there's no way that Bobby should have to step down, resign, take any type of, of criticism on this because I just don't believe for a second that uh, a professional CPA, a professional accountant, a professional financial industry person is making this type of mistake. I, because we're not, it's what I said the day the news came out. This is not, oh, we just took a zero off of a spreadsheet on accident. This isn't like some keyboard error. This is, hey, there's $240 million misspent somehow, some way. What do you mean? That doesn't just happen. That's one of those that's like bigger than, oh, buddy in the you know accounting department mm. made a mistake one day. Can you imagine if somebody like Cal Berkeley, who is in financial ruins, can you imagine if they showed up one day and they're like, yeah, we made a $240 million mistake? Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, Where's um, the money, Lebowski? Like, I, you, you, like, how are you not pissed? Yeah. Like, I would be... The first thing I would do if, and Bobby Robbins is the president, so you better be doing some forensic accounting. Like you need to absolutely crawl up that you colon. You need to find and, evidence of criminal activity. That's and if there's no evidence, why, there's no problem. But you better not just be sitting on it. You better not just be like, nah, you know, Nancy, who's in charge of the decimal points here, she's a really nice girl. She's got like four grandkids. We're just going to let this go. But sir, Donnie, she, you're out of your element. She pulled up in a Ferrari today, and uh, she's got a brand new villa in Tuscany. <laughs> oh, wow, I wonder if she'll let me stay there. Like, dude, if mm, Donnie, I, please, I'd be into it, dude. Absolutely, yeah. be into it. 
Uh, Mike Smith says, Michigan also probably wants another Michigan man or someone who has had some kind of ties to Michigan. I, I don't know who's going to be better than Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't get any more red, white, and blue than that. I mean, I think I would probably advise it. I would actually say you probably do not want a Michigan man. You need somebody who respects the brand. Signed Steeler guy. But knows how to win because Michigan men have not historically been good at winning football championships. <laughs> not to be a cock about it. But, I mean, if you think about it, like was, I mean, Bo Schembechler and then all these other dudes. Now, granted, Rich Rod and that whole disaster. No. and You got to hire better people. And you have to hold those people to a a, a, a standard. I want you know? the best people. I, I mean, we're talking like Jim Harbaugh's out of there. Like, I'm still surprised that Michigan is fighting this three-day suspension he got. Like, I mean, this, quite honestly, this is like, hey, Jimmy, you punched Ronnie in the face. You stole his lunch money. And then you slapped his girlfriend. Uh, we're going to give you like, one Saturday school for that. And I'll drop that mother. All right, we'll see you over the weekend, guys. Peace out. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks like so much. You committed do, you, do you want me crimes. to play the PB and J's or what do you want to do? Dude, you committed and and that doesn't even that doesn't even speak to the FBI investigation. Come on, man. Come on. Like that that's because it's illegal. Ooh. Jeff Woodworth, uh big day in college basketball tonight. So much so that the uh college football playoff rankings are going to be delayed an hour. So college basketball's cooking, which is what sucks for Arizona. <laughs> I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not ready for college basketball, bro. CB 1044. How does U of A have a $240 million shortage? They claim it was an accounting error. They yeah. straight up said um, it was an accounting error. Yeah, and, That's putting it lightly, sir. Yeah. Uh, Benji is the latest entry into the, uh, look at you guys going to buckedup.com. Hey, Benji. Benji, appreciate that. Benji sent me a screenshot of his purchase at buckedup.com. Uh, appreciate that. So we've got three entries, buckedup.com, anything workout, anything energy drink. I, I mean, their entire website today only 50% off. Use the promo code 50AMB. And if you're going there, I, I am warning you now. I, I set an alarm for midnight because their stuff always sells out. Now, is that mountain time or Arizona time? I believe that is New Zealand time. Got it. Okay. But I, it. I could be wrong. I bet. You know, um, yeah. Uh, but I was looking at Buckshot uh, this morning at midnight. And right now it's 15 bucks uh, for a 12-pack. I'm for real. And they are down to blue raz and watermelon. I'm for real. Now, I would tell you those are the two best flavors. Yeah, those flavors are gas, dude. <laughs> but if you can, you can get a box of Buckshot that's usually $32.99 for 15 bucks. That's unbelievable, you guys. Right now, buckedup.com, promo code uh, 50AMB. Send me a screenshot. One of our, of our viewers today is going to win a $25 uh, Amazon gift card. Straight away. Super easy. Hook it up. Oh, update real quick. People were asking us what game last week Tommy went to yeah. because Tommy signed up for the Tri-Day Trading uh, 30-day trial mm -hmm. membership. So Tommy originally originally wanted Michigan versus Ohio State That'd in two weeks. Team. Yeah, we could not get tickets to that game. Yeah, You got to give us a little more notice than, you know, like one day. 
Uh, so we hooked him up with Bengals and Steelers in Cincinnati. Yeah. So Tommy and his son are going to see uh, the Bengals and the Steelers uh, a week from Sunday in Cincinnati. The so Natty. See, we always pay our bets on the show, you guys. So we told you, you signed up for a 30-day uh, $10 trial membership at TridayTrading.com. Boom, hooked it up. You go and um, you go and get the bucked up Black Friday sale today. Fifty AMB is the promo code. We're gonna give away a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. Yeah, not difficult. Not difficult. You guys hook it up. Um, still waiting for updates. Watching very closely uh, on this trial, and it it seems like it seems like there is not a lot of action. Um, so we'll see exactly how this plays out. Uh, interesting point from Kyle Bonagura at ESPN. Cal, given its financial situation and lack of revenue uh, from the ACC, is perhaps the most the school with the most at stake today. Um, it's interesting that their attorney for Oregon State and Washington State uh, went to UC Berkeley and has previously represented EA Sports, the PGA Tour, and Lance Armstrong. So it turns out that Oregon State and Washington State hired a heavy hitter. Yeah. Like it's well, you knew you were gonna need a battleship to represent. Yeah, absolutely. You. This is going to be a fight to the death for the Pac 12 today. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think this is potentially going to be ugly. Katie Raider, hola, Phil. Hate to hear you're having issues. Phil. Um, what happened, Phil? Bro, we okay. Phil Venz uh Venzer, I'm in the hospital. Toe amputation. Diabetes sucks. Oh no, Phil. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, oh. boy, I hope I hope you're good, Phil. Uh, Mike Smith says uh, if you're being serious, hope you get better soon, Phil. I don't think Phil's joking about that. We have uh, two more entries into the nice fucked up. Uh, Phil says it's serious. It's my fourth toe, Phil. Damn, dude, my guy. Dude, take your health seriously, guys. Not Phil that you didn't, but. Diabetes is nothing to play with. All right, who are the uh, who are the two latest entries? Robert Anderson. Let's and go. Dakota Tubbs. Dakota Tubbs. Let's go, Dakota. Good to see you, Both my friend. Both are members only content contributors. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And I'm telling you guys, which if, I do think should get them extra credit. I was just going to say, if you're a member of our members only tier, which means you pay ten dollars a month and you are already in our our uh, Instagram members only group. We'll give you 10 to one entries today. So that'd be OG Gary. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Dakota tubs. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I'm happy with it. Boyd Lake says, Phil, take care and best wishes, man. Yeah. Capazzo, uh, Phil, I'm hoping for the best for you. Uh, James get well soon. Phil thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. God bless. Um, Steve, Says it's time to bring in Canadian colleagues to the Pac-2 like the University of Toronto football. A. A. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we are about 50 minutes into the uh, legal case in the Pac-12. We'll keep you updated as new details uh, emerge. But I do want to talk about this situation um, with the college game day crew. People are really pissed about this. And I guess I understand it. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Is ESPN trying to damage Oregon State? So you guys may know that there is a conspiracy theory out there. Uh -huh. Conspiracy! Right. Via social media. 
that JFK, oh no, wait, I got that wrong. That ESPN intentionally torpedoed the Pac-12. A, do you believe that? No. I don't think intentionally damaged the Pac-12, but they intentionally did not help the Pac-12. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I do not believe at all that any members of ESPN staff or management are actively working to damage the the Pac-12 right now. The idea that the college game day is going somewhere other than Oregon State is not a slap in the face to Oregon State. The fact of the matter is that Oregon State is playing Washington this weekend. Well, college game day's already been to Seattle. They were already at Washington. And I think the James Madison story is phenomenal. I think they are undefeated. I think they are getting screwed by the NCAA because James Madison just stepped up in division, so they are not bowl eligible or postseason eligible. And I think, what are they, 10-0? and 0? Yeah. And they can't play in the postseason. I think it's one of the best stories, not in college sports, in all of sports right now. They're 10-0. and 0. They've earned it. And I, I think sometimes, and I don't know, Jake, what, what you think about this. We really didn't have a consensus when we were going over it in the pre-show meeting. Behind the scenes. I think we as sports fans like to be victims. Yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 this court trial thing, right? Victimhood. And we love that as sports fans. And I think that... I agree. You know, I, I think that, you know, Oregon State fan throughout realignment, you know, wanted to say, hey, like, we're we're getting piped here. You know, the college football playoff, is not something we'll ever have access to. And ESPN, you know, basically, you know, is the backroom controller of the college football playoff and they hate us and it's never going to happen. And look at this. Now game day is not going there. Like this has been a longstanding Oregon state. We're a victim, you know, everyone hates us mentality. And, and I'm just sitting here saying, okay, your logic is, Hey, we're Oregon state. We don't get the credit we deserve. What do you think James Madison is saying? I would agree. What do you think James Madison feels about the credit they do or don't deserve? I think one of the biggest issues here is college game day is dominating. The ratings are as high as they have been in years. This narrative that, well, you fired all of our favorite people, we're not going to watch. Turns out that's not how it went down. When the facts are, they've never had larger viewership. Like it is a behemoth right now. The Friday Pat McAfee shows are people are camping out and lining up to the point where JMU has had to tell people you can line up, but you cannot pitch a tent. There is no camping uh, in a tent to get into Pat McAfee's show on Friday or college game day on Saturday. Are you out of your goddamn mind? That's how much of an event ESPN being on your campus is. It's remarkable, and I think it's been earned by JMU. I, I truly do. I don't think this is a slight. Now, is it a missed opportunity for Oregon State? Sure it is. Is it a missed opportunity to showcase the research stadium? Sure it is, but it's not a slight. I, I, I just I think sometimes we have to move past that. Yeah, and I think it doesn't help that Pat on his show today is talking about how they wanted to go to Corvallis and 
you know, they felt like that's where they should have gone. It, like, dude, like you don't need to stoke the fire, man. Like, you know, at some point I, I hope that, you know, Pat's not just in it for just the ratings. I mean, the ratings are a huge part of his job. You know, his job is to drive ratings, but ultimately your job is also to entertain and put on a good show. And you're really good at that. But I just think that, it, you know, it's part of my burnout factor with game day, yeah. you know, like this conspiracy nonsense just gets old, man. At well, some point, dude, David Ute fan, a conspiracy theory in America. Yeah, That's what I'm no. saying, dude. Like, come on, man. Right? I think it's, I think it's very interesting. Mark 324, Washington state and Oregon state are the quote unquote two Utes in the courtroom today. Hey, the two Utes. By the way, quick update on the two Utes. Kyle Bonagura reporting, uh, not sure anything presented today from either side will really have a material impact on how Judge Libby rules. They are essentially going to summarize what the written arguments from the last couple of months have been. And that is what it seems like we're getting today in this case. Nothing has changed. They're just going to stand in front of a judge and present the uh, argument. Hey, maybe there will be a decision today then. If that's how we I want, think there will be. Dude, if that's how we want to go about it, then hey, maybe there will be. Fat Jesus says ESPN created COVID. I heard that. I heard that. Mm. You know. The coronavirus. You know. Uh big blue horses. The legal liability of that would be massive for ESPN. I'm sure it would. Uh Jane uh Kyle Wilson, the James Madison story is not even close to the OSU story. Here we go. Are you serious? Sometimes I think I just say shit. Sample what comes out of my mouth. They're 10 and 0. And on a school that just stepped up in divisions, that's not a great story. And you're playing Washington, who game day already saw this year. I think it's a no-brainer. I, I do believe it's a no-brainer. Mike Smith, uh, should we flood ESPN HQ with stuffed beavers in the mail? I think you guys should. I do. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Washington Commanders, former name of that team, 562, free JMU. Got to be America's team. Kyle Wilson, we are getting piped here, Jake. No, you're not, You're not dude. getting piped. You're not getting piped. And, and, you're not. And, dude, I, I, I would love to hear your justification for it, dude. Like, come on. South Person, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah how, are you it, getting, how are you getting piped? Come on, that man. I That I'm not sure I can even... You're not getting piped. Yeah. Uh, you're not. That's the untrained eye. I, I just, I, yeah. Um, You know, a couple of more updates on this story. Uh, Judge Libby in court with the Pac-10, Pac-2. Whatever decision this court makes today will only last until an appeal to the Washington Supreme Court in Olympia, unless the sides can find common ground. Ain't that the truth? Great. They're going so to So let's kick the can down the road. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary, JMU losing to App State. Why? Wow. <laughs> Why? Are we are we trying to find a way to smash Cinderella's slipper? Is that what we're doing? Come on now. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez. What's up, Johnny? I have Connor Stallion's footage that proves ESPN colluded with the Big Ten to destroy the PAC conference and take their brands. I've heard that. And I mean, you know, right. AAR Colorado Buffaloes have a free exit pass back to the big 12 conference. Ah! Okay. Okay. Mike Smith. There is only one victim in college football right now. Michigan and Jim America's team. Gotta be America's team. You should have saw that coming. Cheating, lying, and then playing the victim conundrum. America's team is in pain. Gotta be America's team. 
Mason Palazzo Hotel. Yeah, Palazzo. Palazzo Lolo. Well, he, he, lifts. he lifts. Texas A&M may as well go back to the Big 12 Conference because they they can't, won't win the SEC. They won't. Nick Saban is, is a, a better, better man than, than you are, are, Jimbo. By the way, congratulations, everybody. We just hit 43,000 subscribers. Finally, finally. Appreciate Finally. each and every one of you. If you have not hit the like button today, please consider doing so. Uh, appreciate you guys all. We have uh, 3,000 views today and only 90 likes. So if you haven't hit the like button, please do that. Uh, Capazzo, game day is that big because of Prime and CU? Could be. Absolutely could be. No doubt about it. I mean, it. you know, Colorado's still out here leading the entire nation in TV views. So JMU going to have a tea party. Could be. Okay. Kyle Wilson, uh, Jam, you will have had game day twice versus only once for OSU. That's ridiculous. Who cares? Are we really like, oh, we they've, we can't give it to JMU. It's a better – they're going to the biggest story in college football. Are we clear on that? Like, you, you're really counting? All right. Come on now. Gary Wolf, uh, who besides me when you hear James Madison pictures a colonel wearing knee-high knickers in a white wig? <laughs> give me a give me a bucket of extra crispy, right? Dude, you're not even kidding. Man, when's the last time you had like fried chicken? Dude, I haven't had fried chicken in years, bro. If you handed me a breast right now, I mean that could be a felony. But my point is, if you handed me a fried chicken breast, oh my god. Dude. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I need it. LV Seminole gifts five months. Okay. Let's go. I love it. Absolutely love, love, love it. The official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show is Prize Picks, PrizePicks.com, or get in the description of the show below uh, and play Prize Picks with us. It's on the line tonight. I got to be honest with you. I am ready to take a stand. Screw you, Victor. We're going with Chet. Here's Jake's prize picks tonight. Yeah. Now, we both went Jordan Bennington. We did, yeah. Jordan Bennington uh, on Taco Tuesday is discounted to 23 and a half saves against against Tampa. Should be a lock, bro. I mean, that's a win. Chet Holmgren, 15 and a half points. You went more. I'm going to be pissed if Chet doesn't hit tonight. Joel Embiid, 32 and a half points. You went more. Yeah. You went more. Yeah, Joel. Joel's going to go more for me. Joey? Yeah. Uh, On the other hand, I went Jordan Bennington more, Chet Holmgren more, and I went Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 43 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Bro, you didn't go uh, Josh Mitty, dude? No, Josh Mitty. um, Listen, you guys, and I understand that here on the uh, official Oklahoma City Thunder show, James Knight in Australia, listen, we're here for you with the uh, unfortunate and untimely death of Josh Mitty's career. Don't lie to me. Uh, Because his neck was stepped on by Chet Holmgren's large shoe. Um, I can only say that the entire Monty show throws its arms around you and begs you to pay your bet where you owe us a keg of 4X gold summer. No, I did not take James Mitty. I took Shea Gildas Alexander. James Mitty. Uh, That's his new name is James Mitty. I'm committed. Uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, 43 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I went more. Yeah. 
No, that's good. That's solid. I feel good about yeah, it. That's solid, I feel dude. like I'm in a good spot there. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a good spot there. Yeah. We'll see. Jeff Woodworth, uh, Rip Giddy, Salty is in our prayers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Lee Jensen, I like Jake's picks tonight. Thanks, Lee. I'm t I need to listen far more to the Monty Show members only group on prize picks. Last night, you guys, I lost by half a point. Scock. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> on prize picks last night, I missed Jason Tatum. Uh, he needed to have less than 40 and a half. This month have 41. The rack attack. Just score one last point. Razzle dazzle. Like one point less, and I pass. And I cannot tell you how many times in the NBA, prize picks in the NBA is the best. Is this the dagger? I don't know if Major League Baseball or the NBA, what's better on prize picks? Man, I think it is so close. Super close. I, I, Major League Baseball is a little more reliable, but NBA is so much fun, dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's see. Mrs. Monty will get her own membership once her Tri-Day trading hits big. Dude. Dude, we were doing it last night. Where Mrs. Monty and I were were after we were done doing it, we were looking at uh, <laughs> we were we were rocking the uh Tri-Day trading last night. It's amazing, dude. I I she is teaching me and we're working together on it as a couple. We're kicking ass, dude. Like it is excellent strategy, sir. Last night was a slow night and we made we made bucks on the Australian dollar versus the yen. Last night, it was, we were making money on it. Those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I'm telling you, I love it. I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Uh, Mike Smith, that music reminds me of sad Hulk music from those old enough to watch the old Bill Bixby series. Oh, Josh Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to reinforce the fact I'm, oh my I'm, God, dude. I'm going to hell, which I'm probably not because, well, you know, UW attorney plunging into the language of the bylaws. That is really their only argument because the practical application over 13 months. So I think uh, updating you on what's going on with the PAC 12 and the PAC 10 2 in court today. Buddy used the word plunging. Uh, yes. John Wilner on Twitter. Um, a bunch of people are doing play by play in the courtroom and they're saying that now Washington's attorney, because remember this is filed in the state of Washington. So Washington's attorney is arguing on behalf of all 10 members. Back 10. Um, and Washington's attorney is trying to lead the, read the bylaws word for word. And I just don't think there's a win there. I truly do not think there's a win there. A and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't wish ill of the dead, well, but I think they do. I think the PAC 10 is in real trouble here. But based on what everybody is saying, I think they're I think they're in real trouble here. Um, I mean, if you're reading the bylaws word for word, you clearly feel like you found an angle through those. Yeah, plaintiff's attorney asked by Libby about further uh, mediation. The parties are at a place where they would benefit from judicial guidance on whose interpretation is likely to prevail. <laughs> Damn. Which means that they're not communicating well at all. Y'all want to play. Pac-12 attorney just starting the, uh, but the conference argument is trash. Let's see what UW attorney has to say. UW attorney uh, say says giving board control to Washington State and Oregon State would not be quote unquote fair. 
doesn't matter okay. if it's fair or unfair. Dude, that's a bad argument. Bro. It is. I, that's why I said this does not look good. This does not look good. Okay, why are we arguing the the merits of fair or not fair? Dude, can you not do better? This is what always shocks me. This is what shocked me about the Michigan lawyer thing, where we caught them copying. Dude, can you not do better than, oh, it's not fair, we're a victim. No, you're not yeah. a victim. You left the conference. What you should be arguing is, hey, something that's never, ever, ever happened in the history of college football just happened. What did you expect us to do? So if you're going to sit here and argue that, oh, my God, Washington and Oregon State are victims, how about all the kids who who are athletes who would not have had access to distribution? Uh, what about them? What about all the money that they would not make because they wouldn't be recruited by the NFL or their chosen? Like, dude, there's so many ways you could go with yes. this. Yes, I think it's wild. That I think it's shocking wild. that that's the best you could do. Yep, Kyle Bonagura, um, Pac-12 lawyer on the future of the conference. Frankly, that is up to Oregon State and Washington State at this point, and the conference and the commissioner are sensitive to those issues and also sensitive to the notion that without a board, that makes things difficult. Uh, for who? Because they have a board, Oregon State and Washington State are arguing the very fact that they are the entirety of the board in the Pac-12. So I, I the, this feels like a losing proposition for the exiting 10 minutes. Am I just overreacting? I mean, it's I am honestly shocked that that's what you're trying to argue. Yeah. The merits of what's fair and not fair. Yeah, Boston Mapes. Uh, his next argument is going to be, but, 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 Judge, we're, we're America's conference. <laughs> judge. <laughs> judge Libby, please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> this is <laughs> the problem is you've had six weeks to get after this and your your only argument is you don't have a new angle you didn't come in here with with fresh talking points dude did you not call harvey specter here come on dude. but i'm being serious as somebody <laughs> that that I, I is passionate about cases like this i love the law I think most people know I'm passionate about the law. I was going to be an attorney before I tripped and fell into being a terrible sports talk show host. Sorry if you're offended by um, that. I would have had a new argument ready to go. If yeah. it was, even if it was off in hilarity land, I'd have had a new, look, his mom, his mom does not wear underwear. How the can cack. you, you can't put them in control of the board. She doesn't wear drawers, dude. Just a stalwartness. Right. Like I would be arguing something anything other than well the bylaws technically say that while we're in the wrong they're in, the rules they're in the right but it's not fair so you should rule on our side because it's illegal case closed move for summary judgment in our favor yeah we're not making any changes it's <laughs> not how it works dude <laughs> and you came with no argument i can't believe it i i, I truly honestly and i'm the one on the show that's defending the 10 who Yarr. left Yar. I am embarrassed for you. I, I cannot believe this is the best you're doing. It's wild. It, it's absolutely did, wild, did, did and you, I don't know. Dude, did you really think that you were going to roll up in your suit and tie today and come with, yeah, you know, Judge Libby, it's, it's just not fair. It's I think they fair. did. I like, think what? they did. Come on, Because has that not been Anna Marie Cossie's? Um, well, it's not fair that they got their control. But listen, man. I, I mean, I wish the best for you guys, but, but 
We're taking your money whether you want us to or not. Just go call U-Haul now, bro. You're out of here. Get the hell out of here, dude. That's an embarrassing, that is an embarrassing argument, honestly. That you are arguing the practical application of the bylaws because you have nothing else to stand on is remarkable. Dude. I mean, it's scary. Dude, the lack of creativity, the the sheer lack of creativity out of this legal team is, is wild to me. James, the uh, unofficial mayor of cowboy country. Fair. How fair is it that Ollie Gordon isn't going to be in New York for the... No, I'm kidding. He didn't say that. <laughs> fair. How fair is it that the Pac-12 commissioner was high when he turned out $30 million per team from ESPN? Exactly right. That's what... It, but see, that's James, my point, dude. How listen, are you not? Bro, here I in the truck stop conference... I, there was a manure farm next to the 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 OK Corral truck stop. I got a little high on the fumes. It was a phone call. I said no, thinking I said yes. No means yes. Everybody taught me that as a kid. <laughs> like, how do you not come into this courtroom defending these ten who left with a whole stick? I'm talking about. Uh, dude, I'm talking about like a 20, 30, 40-minute stick take, you know, segment on, dude, how many victims are there in this situation had we not acted? We were forced to act. You have to. I'm a huge believer in the legal profession, especially when you're defending. You got to tell a story here. You, you, you can't just come with, well, a piece of paper says this and X, Y, and Z, and that's why. No. Tell a story. Hey, yeah. Does the piece of paper say what it says? Absolutely. Yeah. But but the what the piece of paper is not telling you, Judge, is we didn't really have a choice here because again, the distribution deal that we were going to get was going to damage our 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 member institutions to no end. Irreparable damage was going to be caused here. So so we were forced to do something that's never been done in the history of college football or really of college athletics because this isn't just a football issue. Hey, big shout out to Brett Aremko, uh, who put in an order uh, uh, at buckedup.com. Boy, you got to love this, man. He said, I, I have been listening to you guys. I don't comment very often at all because I drive a truck while listening to your show. Uh, but I actually pulled over today because I've been looking at testosterone replacement therapy. And I heard you talk about it. Hooked it up at buckedup.com. Give me my Amazon gift card. Brett, yes. okay. love it. See, that's love what the swagger. About, dude, come in here and take what's yours, bro. Love it. Give me the story. Tell me you deserve it. Sell me, dude. And I, I, yeah, I love it. I see everybody. OG Gary uh, sent me an updated screenshot with his order. Yeah. Um, and I see that he, he has hooked it up. Uh, he got the stag the full spectrum vitamins. He got immune support. He got uh, gummies and he got a 12 pack of blue Raz buckshot. Yes, sir. Real. And he saved $85 doing it. Yeah, man. Because this code 50 AMB at buckedup.com gets you 50% off your entire order on everything. No exclusions at buckedup.com. Hook it up. All right, let's reset the news for you. We're watching very closely. Um, this Pac-12 court case today that is going on right now on the temporary restraining order uh, in the court system in Washington. 
there's a lot of people kind of going over it. UW attorney, according to John Wilner, uh, San Jose Mercury News, UW attorney doing his best to make the case that, quote, notice of withdrawal has not been delivered. Meanwhile, Huskies released their 2024 Big Ten schedule months ago. Yeah, but okay. So oh. so here's the thing, though. That, so this confirms my suspicions of, of just how inept this defense is. And, and I'm not trying to be nice here. I am trying to be a little mean-spirited. Dude, you, you're kind of coming to this courtroom, and your points are, hey, this isn't fair. We never actually delivered notice that we were leaving the conference because your point is, hey, the conference was going to dissolve anyway because we couldn't figure out a grant of rights. So we never technically gave written notice or any notice that we were leaving. That's a bad argument. You can poke holes through that all day long. What can you not poke? holes through when you're arguing and defending hypotheticals bro story tell hey dude yes whether we gave notice or not doesn't even really matter to the merits of this case because we didn't have a choice so if you think we gave notice or not you know we left this conference but the point is we only left because and then start telling your story the idea that you thought it was going to be good enough to come in here and be like yeah Dude, we never gave notice. What? We us? No, we just want to take the money that we deserve. We're the victims. So once again, an hour and 15 minutes into the program today, what am I going to tell you? We're out here, Beaver fan, Washington Husky fan, like any any like this legal team is out here playing the victim card. That's a mistake. That's a losing formula. Don't play soft. Don't play the victim card if you want to win at this thing. You got to come in here and be strong and say, hey, this is what actually happened. This is our perspective and why we made the choices we made. That's what that's how you win this. Not not all war victims and the bylaws say this or yes, the bylaws yes, say that. Don't give me that yes. crap, dude. That's a weak ass defense. Yeah. Big shout out to uh, Christopher Kelly on Twitter. Uh, Delaric. Uh, our guy Delaric got himself hooked up Let's with go, two, uh, two boxes of buckshot. Uh, he got the variety pack with blood Raz, rocket pop and watermelon. And he also got himself a box of watermelon dudes, uh, right here. Watermelon. It is, I think blue Raz and watermelon are the two best flavors, the best, uh, but just awesome. Really good to see you guys, uh, taking advantage of that. Um, I, th I think the biggest problem here is what these arguments are telling us, you, you guys, that I think the exiting 10 don't have a leg to stand on. That's what this is telling us. When you're arguing, it's not fair, judge, or, hey, we didn't give notice. Yeah, but you do have a Big Ten schedule, right? Oh, yeah. Everything that Washington's attorney and the attorney representing the exiting 10 are saying, there's a point they're making and there's an instant counterpoint. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get we didn't we haven't given notice, uh, but you have a schedule in the Big Ten for next season. Uh, it's not fair, like that's what's going on, and it, it is shocking to me that you're trying to to build a case to save yourself based on notice of withdrawal. Which what is that again? You're now arguing here are the bylaws, uh, but this and that. You don't have a leg to stand on. This it's, is not, in my opinion, going well for the pack time. It's the old adage in sales, right? For those of you who are salespeople, you'll you'll know this really well. 
You you don't disagree when someone says, I got to think about it. You agree and then move on to the next thing. Hey, I agree. We left. I agree that like basically you're what they should have done here. In my opinion, try to win today is they should have gone in and said, dude, I totally agree with what these two are saying. We did leave. We did give notice. The bylaws say X, Y, and Z. But what they're never going to tell you, Judge, is that we were forced to do that. We That's didn't right. have a choice. We we Do you really think that we wanted to burn our own conference to the ground? Absolutely not. We didn't want to screw you know, Oregon State and Washington State. That was never our intent. So we're just asking to be made whole on what, what we're owed. It is the see what happened. Yeah, argument. like like what do like right. I, I, and I just can't believe and and I know it's easy for me to armchair quarterback uh -huh. here, but but I can't believe once again we're sitting here in the span of you know what two weeks, whether it's the Michigan thing and their legal team. But or look this. at uh, honest to God, the the attorney for Jim Harbaugh copying yeah. his response like off of a you a Michigan blog word for word. And, and and I love people who say, oh my God, well that blog guys you know, is notorious for having the information first. So he didn't copy. Well, I got news for you. It doesn't matter what you Perception think that Perception is, is reality. About. Perception's reality. Everyone thinks that he did that. And everyone thinks that the people defending these 10 are, are, are weak and unprepared. No, you know what? I think the people defending the 10 exiting members are making a hell of a lot of money and the 10 exiting members are not. Yeah. That's what this feels like to me. And there's Delaric. The only ones of the ten, exiting 10 making money out of this is their lawyers. I think that's exactly Absolutely. right. That's exactly right. Uh, where is Boss Frog traveling to? Damn it, Mike, I haven't landed yet. Yeah, Boss is saying he's been listening to the program from a plane. I don't know where he's going. Yeah, where are you going, Boss? Let me let me check the members only yeah, chat, you know, because boss that. is, you know, members only. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, boss been busy on the U of A compliance issues where they lost $240 million. Tanner, say hi to boss, Jake. Hi, Gary, boss. Gary Wolf, hey, boss. Sure wish y'all had beat Texas. <laughs> hey, you start talking shit. Uh, San Diego State Glenn, what's up, my guy? Uh, Monty and Jake just connected swag and testosterone replacement. Hey, man, when you got the talent, you got the talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's low T, low testosterone, I think is absolutely one of the things that guys are embarrassed to talk about. And if you have not tried rut from bucked up, R-U-T, rut from bucked up, you guys are missing out. It is a great, great testosterone replacement. And so many guys will not comment on it, but they'll DM me and say, hey, does... Does Bucked Up offer a low T or testosterone therapy or RUT, R-U-T, RUT, BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code 50AMB, 50AMB, uh, to get the hookup at BuckedUp.com today. It is their early Black Friday sale. The Todd Father's in. How the heck are you? Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I'm a Beaver fan. W but what guy here doesn't like Beaver? Yeah, dude, come on. The are, CAC. Are, are you serious? Right. Yeah, come on, dude. Jake, grow up. Hiscock. Jeez. Seems so harsh. Um, I think it's remarkable that that I think it is truly the underdog story of the year if the Pac-2 win this. Now, I think that Anna Marie Cosse is probably sitting on the doorstep um, <laughs> of the uh, of the Washington State Supreme Court waiting to, to file, but you know, um, we'll see. 
I, I just, this, there's only one way for this to go. Kyle mm. Bonagura says the PAC 12 lawyer also tried to make the case that number two is best for Oregon state and Washington state. Um, saying that keeping the status quo following the TRO decision can only be made by a unanimous 12. Well, of course the PAC 12 lawyer is arguing that. Why is that? Uh, because they want to drag this out, right? That's, that's what they want. Uh, meanwhile, the PAC-2 is asking for control of the PAC-12 board of directors. Um, you know, I, I think it is... Do you guys see why, why I like my point here? This all comes down to how the judge interprets the situation. Yes. Because I'm just telling you, like a, a more capable lawyer or legal team would not be coming with it's not fair or whatever. They, they would be coming with a much more robust story to tell. And if this judge rules today, which it seems like that's likely to happen based on the direction this is heading from all the reporting we're seeing, when you inevitably um, you know, appeal this ruling, dude, you better come with the, the heat in that argument. Like, you better be prepared. Yes. And it's shocking to me that you weren't today. Yep, I agree. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends um, at TridayTrading.com. You guys, if you have not gotten the hookup at Triday Trading, it's 10 bucks to get a 30-day trial membership, and they give you their entire program. Uh, I said a few minutes ago, Mrs. Monty and I are doing Triday Trading together, and it's it's awesome. Um, it's, it's about 90 minutes in the morning. And I, when I get home from work around seven o'clock, we spend about two, three hours looking at the Australian markets. And again, last night we were trading the Australian dollar versus the Japanese yen. And they teach you so much about the indicators and they give you proprietary software that quite literally tells you trade now, don't trade now. Here are all the indicators. All the indicators are pointing down. There's pressure in the market. Like you're getting a step-by-step -step tutorial on how to make money. And it is there for the taking for $10. It's a charitable donation, so it's a tax write-off for you. They're going to give you 30 days of coaching, 30-day access to their, their proprietary software, their indicators. They're going to teach you how to use it. They're going to set you up an account, and you're going to start trading right away because they want to get you into the system so that you start learning how to trade and how to make money at Triday Trading so that when you're graduating their program, you're all ready to go. And the best part is when you graduate the Triday Trading Program, they give you an account with their own money. They fund a trading account for you. And when you make money with their money, you keep up to 80% of the profit. And you can stay in their trading account for a month, a year, 10 years, as long as you want. And when you're ready to trade your own money, or maybe you're never gonna trade your own money, it's up to you. But when you're ready, They'll walk you right through the process. Here's an here's who you open out. Here's what here's how you do it. You put your own money in there and you start trading on your own. And you keep 100% of the profit when it's your own money. I, it is anything that you want. And they're, they're people that trade full-time, which means it's their only gig. They make $1,000 a day on average. And when you trade part-time as a side hustle, it's three to $500 a day. You guys, it's a no-brainer. Trust me when I say it. Get the hookup. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Bear down cats for $5. How about this defense? We are $240 million broke. We need the money. Show me the money. Ugh. My name is Bobby Robbins. 
and I, I don't have accountants who can count. And we lost $240 million. I knew today would be <laughs> shitty. Arizona State's in a better position than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this right, Arizona fan. Yeah. Ray Anderson, that incompetent buffoon, finally quits at Arizona State. <laughs> And then you lose $240 million. <laughs> How's that territorial cup looking? Uh, Not good. Um, You're going to, did you guys hear, you know the story, Arizona, the University of Arizona, or excuse me, you Arizona, a player's program. Not anymore. That's quite literally their positioning statement. The University of Arizona allegedly had an accounting error that costs them $240 million. Here's the scariest part that nobody is talking about. Why are they in this situation? Well, they were using their bank account to pay bills. Not like their invested money or their budgeted money. They were using their cash on hand to pay. Oh, well, you know, we need new um, shirts for the security guard. Okay, here, take my debit card. You ought to know you bought it. That's how they were doing business. And why were they doing business like that? Uh, because the football and basketball program has not been profitable since before the COVID period. We may have to uh, go short in a couple cases. Because nobody's going to the games. Nobody's buying tickets. Nobody's buying beer. Nobody's buying hot dogs. Because it's garbage. No, nobody's going to the games. And it's mainly because, well, the football program hasn't won recently. And now Jed Fish finally turns it around. And now Arizona State finally gets rid of Ray Anderson. Oh, you know, I woke up this morning and couldn't find that $240 million I had yesterday. And they're saying it was an accounting error. And to which I say, you better verify that. Dude, that's that's just unacceptable. I mean, bro, you're uh, again. Bro, I watch suits. I know how to get out of this. <laughs> Dude, suits. get your ass a forensic accounting and find the criminal activity, dude. Get it done. Yeah. I I it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. I don't I don't know, man. It is it's pretty remarkable that you have a situation where they simply just gave away they just gave away the money. Yeah. Um Matt Loveless from Washington State uh, is saying there's been um, 11, there's been no evidence of what the plaintiffs intend to do with control of the board, disagrees with Washington State, Oregon State, quote, irreparable harm argument. Levin also says there's a concern they're going to uh, dis distributed. There's a concern they are going to distribute the 23-24 revenue to themselves says that because they haven't heard intentions to control contrary by Washington State and Oregon State. Yeah, well, so why Levin, would you hear? Levin, the attorney for the other side, is saying, hey, you guys haven't told us what you're going to do, therefore we don't trust you, so we need control of the board. Well, the problem is, we already know what you guys want to do. You want to disintegrate the conference. Why would Washington State and Oregon State tell you what they're going to do? And again, again, can I just point out for like the 50th time, why are you playing the victim card again? You're you're saying, hey, you you haven't told us what you're gonna do. So essentially, we're a victim. We don't trust you. We don't. Yeah. We're not in control, man. Like I I I I just am. It it just surprises me that that this was the strategy.
that that they thought that they were going to come in here and get what they wanted by saying, hey, the other side's not communicating. They they want to basically take all the money. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, you know, the bylaws say this, even though the bylaws aren't in your favor here. The bylaws say this. Like, what was, what? I mean, what did you think was going to happen with this type of argument you're presenting it. Nothing good. And uh, Kurt Schultz is there. Pat Chun, the athletic director at Washington State, is there. You know that Kurt Schultz, the president at Washington State, is there. Scott Barnes, the athletic director at Oregon State, is there. Um, And I I think this is is not a difficult argument. Oregon State and Washington State are arguing four key points. Washington State and Oregon State are likely to prevail – Precedent supports Washington State and Oregon State. Yes, it does. Oregon State and Washington State would suffer irreparable harm without a preliminary injunction. And UW's arguments are, quote, red herrings. Totally agree. A red herring means, oh, my God, the murderer could be behind that door, but we have no idea. Which basically (laughs) means you're saying, oh, God, the worst is going to happen if you give them control when you have no idea. And I think it is – it's very interesting – The attorney for Oregon State and Washington State says the difference between leaving the conference early, uh, which has a built-in penalty and announcing a departure, which will happen, says that the board seat removal is specific to the latter situation, which is announcing a departure will happen August 1st. I, I mean, this is an open and shut case, in my opinion. They came, Washington State and Oregon State came with specific points of action to support their belief that they should get the temp, the the restraining order should be permanently in place, and they should have control of the which board. is exactly what they should have done. Yes. that's precisely yes. what they should have done, and they've executed it to a T. And the others have not. The Pac-12's attorney says all parties have worked in good faith uh, to mediate, but they have not reached a resolution, and there is not a hope that they will. Um. The attorney for Oregon State says that starting with the pre-2011 version of bylaws, which required notice prior to withdrawal and that you lost a board seat after notice, McMichael notes that they kept phrasing in new bylaws intending to keep the same meaning because they were updating and rewriting the bylaws. Which is common practice. Yeah. Um, The judge asked, what are the plaintiff's intentions? Oregon State, Washington State. The attorney said, uh, McMichael for Oregon State We don't have a plan yet. We can't do anything because we're shackled to conflicted schools. Don't have clarity on who's in charge. Uh, He continued and said, we have no secret plan. Dude. He's finished by saying if the temporary restraining order stays in place, then we can't plan for the future without the departing 10's unanimous approval, calling it fundamentally illogical. This is the argument I made. That's exactly my point. If you leave the TRO, the temporary restraining order in place, and you don't make a hard ruling, which is what Oregon State and Washington State are asking for, if you say, if you say to the parties involved that, hey, you know what? You guys are, you guys have to stay in this situation. Oregon State and Washington State need the approval of the other 10 members to act. Which why would you give them the approval to act? You would not, you would never. You wouldn't do that. You want leverage. That's leverage. So this is my point. If you're a judge and you're looking at this and and the attorney says to you, hey, by the way, if this temporary restraining order just stays in place, which is an option, 
just to leave it in place and force these guys to mediate, which they haven't been able to do, you're stuck in neutral if you are Washington State and Oregon State because the remaining 10 members have refused to help you move forward. And without them, you can't move forward, which is why they're asking for a judgment today in their favor so they can plan for the future. And it's incredible to me that when a judge asked the 10 who left, hey, what's your plan? You said we don't have a plan. What the hell have you been doing? It's the right answer. I think it's absolutely the right answer because you don't want anybody to know what you're doing. Yeah. Let's say you have a, a, a an agreement in place with the Mountain West the moment right. you get control of the conference. Why would you want anybody to know that? What? How does that help you? No. So, so I just want to make sure I understand this in the reporting. the The judge asked the ten who left, the attorney for the ten who left, what their plan was. Should no, no. The the judge asked the attorney McMichael for Washington State. Um. What are the plaintiff's intentions? The plaintiffs being Oregon State and Washington State because they filed the motion for temporary restraining order to cease the movement to dissolve the conference by right. the other 10. Right. The defendant here is Washington and the other nine, the nine remaining with Washington. We don't have a plan yet. We can't do anything because we're shackled to a conflicted, to conflicted schools, don't have clarity on who's in charge. We have no secret plan. McMichael, the attorney for Oregon State, Washington State, if the TRO stays in place, uh, then we can't plan for the future without the departing 10's unanimous approval, calling it fundamentally illogical. Um, he then, the attorney for Oregon State, who is, again, the, the, the essentially the ar- arguing right. party here, Responding directly to Levin's interpretation of bylaws and says he wonders why UW's interpretation of the bylaws from July 22, August 23 was the same um, as Washington State, Oregon State's interpretation now, but not anymore. So when USC and UCLA said we're out, Washington was like, yeah, you guys are off the board. Why is that change now? Uh, because the conference is burning to the ground and we couldn't get a grant of rights done. Because it why. favors us for it not to be the case. Then Correct. it favored us for it to be the case. Correct. And this is why I say, again, I, I, and I, and I hate beating a dead horse here, right? But, but this is not a strong defense. But look at McMichael, the attorney for Oregon State, Washington State. This was not a, a made-for-litigation interpretation. This is how the conference has governed itself precedent, past actions. Also, we're not saying that their notice of withdrawal means forfeiture of media shares for the departing 10. Answering the biggest fear of the departing 10, you're going to withhold money from us for this current year. He just said on the record under oath, hey, we're not going to withhold that money. Thanks. I mean, I I am surprised. So I'm, I'm surprised that the legal team for the 10 who left is not being more aggressive in this instance, right? Like I feel like this part of the conversation here was a great opportunity for them. Like that portion about, Hey, like you viewed the bylaws one way when it favored you, but another way when it doesn't, that would have been a great opportunity to say, Hey, like we've never seen this before. Oregon state and Washington state's attorney is winning. The judge, Libby, asks about the possibility that Washington and the departing 10 will sue 
Washington State and Oregon State after a decision today, to which Oregon State, Washington State's attorney says he doesn't doubt we'll be back in court. But, Your Honor, that's not here what we're here to decide today. It's correct. To which the judge said, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, that is a that's win. absolutely correct. That is a win for me because they're not here to contemplate Washington's future moves. They're here to get a ruling in their favor today. And I think if you read the tea leaves and you read the comments of this judge, I think there is no question in my mind that you are getting you are getting a win here for Oregon Thanks. State and Washington State because you have presented no new evidence. Man, you have to you have if you're Washington State in the or if you're Washington in the exiting 10, you have presented no evidence to support your argument. Yeah, and I maintain that you know, so like before today in all of our coverage of this, we had a lot of conversations on the program about how, hey, like Oregon State and Washington State, you know, when you look at the bylaws and the set of, you know, evidence that we have so far, have the upper hand, right? They, they're they the ones sitting in the catbird seat because the bylaws are on their side. And so because of that, we felt like, okay, hey, they would have a better chance of winning. But what's so surprising about what's actually happened today is I don't feel like that's the primary reason they won today. I feel like the primary reason they won today is because they have a better litigator than the 10 who left. I mean, the the litigator for the 10 who left is just getting boat raced by, by what's his name, McMichaels, I think you said? Yes, the right? attorney for Oregon State, yeah, Washington. Yeah, yeah. McMichaels is just rolling in here and just has a mastery of his talking points and the story to tell. And it feels like the litigator for the 10 who left doesn't understand the concept of hey we don't we can't just argue the merits of the case because the merits of the case mean we lose and this is what 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 separates great lawyers from mediocre lawyers great lawyers understand when you're in court it's not just about the merits of the case it's about the story that you can present based off of those merits right so can you make the judge believe that you didn't have a choice, that you were put in a position where, hey, we had to do this. We weren't trying to circumvent the bylaws. We weren't trying to do any of that. And the reason we view the bylaws two different ways is because when USC and UCLA left, the conference was fine. The conference could absorb that loss. But when, when you know all of us left, the conference burned to the ground. And the reason we left is because the grant of rights situation was not sustainable. So our, we felt like the students on our campuses for the member institutions were at risk. That's the argument you should be playing. You should be saying, hey, thousands of people would have been damaged if we just stayed in the conference and went ahead with this, with what we had to work with. But that's not what you did. And I have to agree, dude, they're winning. They're absolutely winning. They should get a, a favorable decision. And then the 10 who left are going to appeal and they're going to lose again. Should they bring the same argument? It's incredible to me. Um, I hate to do this to you guys. Oh, there boy. is a massive update. Oh, and I'm waiting for boy. an answer from the I, a source has been oh, texting me. Oh, this could potentially change things. And I'm waiting for some clarification. I was sent this document um right here and you guys this is i say this in all seriousness 
this is a big fucking deal at Michigan. Excuse my French. Um, whoo, let's see. I don't even have a, uh, I mean, I don't even know how to jump in this. So I'll just show you the yeah. document. Um, U.S. Integrity is the firm that turned in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know what U.S. Integrity is? U.S. Integrity is the gambling watchdog that partners with the NCAA. Oh, boy. This is the filing uh, that was sent to me uh, by, our, by our source. U.S. Integrity, um, quote, may well have uncovered, uh, uncovered a gambling scheme that led to the Michigan cheating scandal being found on Michigan computers. Oh, wow. That same evening, the conference informed the university's next football opponent, Michigan uh, State University, of information disclosed by the NCAA regarding the impermissible scheme. On October 19th, the conference similarly informed the university's remaining opponents. The conference also consulted with U.S. Integrity, which confirmed the conference's view that immediate transparency about the information the conference had learned was important. Later that day, the conference issued a press release stating the conference and the university had been notified by the NCAA that it was investigating allegations of improper sign stealing by the university football program. Holy cow. Jesus. This now is a very different conversation about Michigan. Um, I... I don't even know where you go here. Well, we've now graduated from, hey, Michigan was just trying to get an advantage to, okay, we're starting to get clarity on what Mr. Weiss was doing on his computers across state lines. Well, and I think we need to be careful going leaps and bounds here because this one, you guys, is an absolute game changer. U.S. integrity um, is nothing to, to fool with. Um, U.S. integrity is somebody that this is their only job. Their only job is to make sure um, that there is no point shaving. There is nobody getting in deep with the sharks. Um, it is not. I am not going to sit here and tell you that I believe that Matt Weiss was doing anything. Or Matt Weiss was gambling, because that's not what this evidence says. Now, you can draw your own conclusions based on what U.S. integrity does. But I want you to understand something. That the game completely changed at Michigan today. And now that this has been going on, and if you look at this document right here, this has been going on since October 19th. The weekend that we told you that an outside firm turned Michigan into the NCAA because they had a fiduciary responsibility to do so. That'd be U.S. integrity. And what that tells you is there may have been, and now there are indications that there may have been gambling activities happening at Michigan and that that is why Matt Weiss could be in trouble we do not have information or proof of that. But there's only one reason U.S. integrity is in your shit. <laughs> and that is because there's allegations of gambling or a loss of integrity relating to betting, 
something along those lines. This is a big deal. This is not one where you can just write this off. You need to understand that. U.S. Integrity is the industry leader in outing those that are that are betting and gambling illegally. Um, and this is this has been a full-blown investigation for far longer than the date that was reported on this document. Well, I think that's very interesting because we also know now, um, without a doubt, that the FBI it has been on campus now for, what, six weeks at this point? Uh-huh, at least. Investigating Matt Weiss' computer crimes or perhaps crimes that are across multiple state lines and include multiple victims. So this whole thing just changed dramatically today. Yeah, listen to, just to put this U.S. integrity portion into perspective for you guys, this is, Matt Holt is the founder and CEO of U.S. Integrity. And this is right off their website. You can go and see it for yourself. His quote about what U.S. Integrity does, just so we're all clear. At U.S. Integrity, our goal is to help ensure that every sporting competition is fair and transparent. We partner with some of the largest professional sports leagues and collegiate conferences in the U.S., as well as licensed sports betting operators and regulators to ensure sports betting integrity in every play every game, every sport. So like you're talking about a body that has a sole mission. We're not talking about, you know, like a governing body. We're talking about, Hey dude, we're right here. We're solely focused on making sure that any sporting competition with one of our clients is fair and transparent. That's it. That's it. So the idea that they're involved, look right here. The idea that this body right here is involved is absolutely positively wild to me. You're in trouble. Deep, deep trouble. You, you are in real trouble here because you read what this says. That the collegiate conferences in the U.S. Specifically right there as well as licensed sports betting operators. So one... Pimps are going to pimp. And again, what did we tell you? An outside firm was brought in to look at this. And it turns out they weren't brought in to look at, hey, what's going on on their computers with cheating? They were brought in because they got indications there may have been an integrity with gambling issue. This is a this is a stunning update to this story. And, and just so you guys are aware of like, the clients here, right? That, that this company serves. So this is a big 10 client. They, yes. they help the big 10 manage this as a whole, but as an example, just so you guys understand how mm. deep this is, they partner with the PAC 12 and the big 12, but well, who do they also partner with inside the big 12 K state? So not only are they happy to do it at the conference level, they'll do it at the program level. So that's why I'm saying like, this is not like just some get me over company. You're talking about a company that's partnered with the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, Big Ten. Like this is the the finder, the you know the person that keeps the peace, you know the integrity of the game. And that's why I say like this would be one if I was a Michigan homer and I had been denying it the whole time. This would be one that would make me take a step back and say okay. Now we're having a different conversation. We can no longer say, 
Oh, the haters. Oh, mm. Tony Petini no, hates Michigan. No, uh, like, can't. dude, if 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 U.S. integrity brought something to Tony Petiti, you can be damn sure he doesn't care what Michigan has to say about it. He has to act on that. Tony Petiti in the Big Ten, and furthermore, the NCAA can't have a situation where uh, uh, a member institution is caught allegedly, Ooh. allegedly, allegedly in some sort of gambling situation, gambling ring. Uh, and as part of that, they uncovered sign stealer guys operation. So the inference is at least how it makes sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. The inference would be, Hey, we were investigating Michigan for a gambling ring of some variety. And as part of that investigation, we believe that in order to execute on that gambling portion, Michigan rolled out a sign-stealing operation to uh, help ensure what they needed done. And now I, I go back and I say, yeah, so about Ryan Day's family. Jesus. Being a, I mean, that's a great point. This is a joke now. This is a massive scandal at Michigan. And if it doesn't matter, and I don't know if Boss Frog's here or not, you talk about compliance. If, if U.S. integrity is looking at you, it's usually gambling, and their whole job is to investigate anomalies. And in, in when you have a game, let's say, let's call it Michigan-Ohio State, and all of a sudden there's a ton of money or one huge bet that comes in on X, Y, or Z. You've all heard of it, right? Oh, my God, the money line shifted huge. There's a, that, that draws flags, and people start looking at that. And I, this is, so I when, cannot believe so when this. Jim, I can't believe it. So when Jim went to, went to the shoe and beat Ohio state and then beat him at the big house, I am sure people started asking questions. Hey, how the hell did you go to Ohio state and win that game? Cause Ohio state is notorious. I mean, this is decades old at this point. You don't lose at the shoe if you're Ohio State. That doesn't happen. They just don't do that. And then this guy comes along and all of a sudden is able to do it? That's the type of thing that would start making you ask questions. And so my you know, my mind goes right to, okay, if you're Michigan, again, Ward Manuel was on the plane. Ward Manuel is right in the center of this thing, AD at Michigan, Woo. right? And the president's right in the middle of this thing. Are you not getting at least at a minimum closer to a point where you would consider firing Jim Harbaugh right now. Yeah. I mean, this is ugly, dude. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith, West Virginia uh, reporter posted on Twitter that West Virginia stadium needs to update its Wikipedia page. It said the owner of the stadium was Ollie Gordon. Wow. That's, that's Man, amazing. Great. Thanks. Any uh, breaking news. UCLA is fired. They have not fired Chip Kelly. They have not. There is reports that they may fire him after the SC game. But I think we told you that Friday or Monday. I mean, they're they're going to make a change. I think it's a matter of time. Uh, I don't think that that, that has happened yet. Um, Jeff Woodworth, uh, don't you dare put Boss Frog and U.S. Integrity together, Monty. Don't uh, put that evil on him. Well, he works in compliance. So, Ron, Nolan, U.S. Integrity's headquarters is in Las Vegas. When this whole thing broke, I did suggest Vegas knew on the show. Well, what does that got to do with anything? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what Vegas has to do with, it's not a Vegas problem. No, it's a, hey, 
we're U.S. integrity. We watchdog all this stuff, and we definitely saw an Because you understand that's what would have had to take place, right? Oh, like, my God, Jimmy Austin. Bet takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> Remember, everybody was like, bet. Okay. It takes on a whole new meaning. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Aaron Wilson, hit the fucking like button, casuals. Yes, please do. Uh, and you don't lose in Ann Arbor unless App State rolls into town. Truth. Truth. Uh, Mike Smith, hit the bet button. Uh, OG Gary, chip to AM. Eh. Is that a guy you're trying to hire? I don't know. I don't know if you, it, mm, I don't know. 1939 national champs finally got my Michigan bashing. Yeah, they bashed themselves. I mean, if you're complaining about us bashing Michigan, we're delivering facts. Yeah. So good luck. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. Um, you know, uh, James says the 247 sports story on Chip Kelly. Who cares? He hasn't been fired yet, guys. Like, we don't, I and I think you guys know pretty well, we don't speculate on people's jobs. That that's not when when he gets fired officially, we'll talk about it. But I'm not, I'm not the guy that's gonna be like, oh yeah, ha, ha he got fired. Like it, that's a dude losing his job. Yes. Let's wait until it's official before we're like, oh yeah, can't wait for Chip Kelly to get fired. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm not, I'm not that guy that celebrates. You know, one of the things that was tweeting with Ryan Leaf about the Jimbo Fisher buyout. And Ryan was like, I don't know why people care about people's salaries and buyouts. Oh, I care. And I care because I think it goes to the business acumen of your program. Well, and, and yourself. And yourself. I think when you're trying to hire people in the future, I think that's a huge problem. And when you're paying somebody that much of a buyout, it tells me you're not very good at the business of, of football. That's what that tells me. Um, you know, like it is, yeah. And I go back to, I go back to this situation again, you guys. And I say, why is, why is Jim Harbaugh fighting this suspension of yeah. three days? Another great point. Yeah, Cause he knows about this. He, he, he's damn well aware of this. I think it is. Yeah. This is wild to me. This is absolutely wild to me. And I am not. I am surprised that Michigan is fighting this suspension, knowing this piece. They know about this. This Absolutely. is not new. They are well aware that U.S. integrity was investigating them. And, and all the I, I gotta I gotta throw this shade too. All the all the Michigan homers on ESPN again: Charles Woodson, Desmond Howard, you know, Jawan Howard, you know, all these guys out here talking about oh due process. Yeah, well, you're getting your due process now, and I hope you're happy about it because you should have just shut your mouth and take took the suspension and moved on about your business, and maybe this never would have come to light. But when you asked me an hour ago, would you rather coach at Michigan or Mississippi State, I'm going to Mississippi State because now Michigan is a dirty-ass program, and there's no way around that. Yeah, I'm amazed by this. Again, this is the uh, this is the filing that said the same evening the conference informed the university's next football opponent, Michigan State. On October 19th, the conference similarly informed the university's remaining on the schedule. The conference also consulted with U.S. Integrity, which confirmed the conference's view that immediate transparency about the information 
the conference had learned was important. Later that day, the conference issued a press release stating that the conference and the university had been notified by the NCAA that it was investigating allegations of improper sign stealing by the university's football program. Come on, man. Oof. Come on, man. Like that is not, that is not, when you have, that's why I said the conf, everybody talking about due, due process. First of all, is what the Big Ten did suspending Jim Harbaugh, are we in court over it or not? Right? Like you're, you're, you're going to have a hearing on Friday. Due process doesn't pertain unless it was a legal action. So you, you, there's no such thing as no due process. And the other thing is now you're looking at, at the big 10, not only working with Michigan, not only working with the NCAA, the big 10 consulted us integrity. Like, do you understand what we're, what the level that we're talking about? This is, this is unbelievable. Now it's unbelievable. Now I I can't even it's incredible. Mm. MH5 says, even with due process, courts will put your ass in jail or pour your passport before you are sentenced. Yeah. Boss Frog, which now makes sense why the FBI is involved. Yes. Jesus, I can't. Why didn't I see this weeks ago? That's what I'm I, like. We've been hearing. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. We've been hearing this for over a week. And both of us said we're not going to talk about that because we can't get anybody it's to say. It's so outlandish. Yeah. We, and we can't get anybody to say, oh, yeah, they're looking at Matt Weiss for gambling. And I still don't think you can say that. But it just makes a hell of a lot more sense now. I mean, we don't have rock solid concrete evidence Dude. to say, hey, that's what they're looking at Weiss for. But but we know they, they've said, hey, we're looking at the FBI said, hey, we're investigating Weiss for 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 computer crimes that span multiple states. So so now we have U.S. integrity involved. It's easy to connect the dots here. And hey, maybe that's not what it is. We don't have evidence to, you know, you know, 100% without a doubt say that. But it just makes a lot of sense that, hey, yeah, yes. Matt, Matt Weiss was doing something. I don't know what. I have no idea what exactly inside the gambling realm. But he was doing something to, to you know, to involve other people. And so... When I start to think about, hey, why was Connor Stallions, in my opinion, on CMU sideline? Why would he be on CMU sideline? Oh, mm. it wasn't because they needed to help CMU. It was because they wanted to cover a number. A source that I'm texting with also makes a, a very interesting case for the fact that uh, you probably consulted U.S. integrity, not over sign stealing which I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that... How do you mean not over sign stealing? Because U.S. integrity, it wouldn't necessarily... It wouldn't necessarily mean, hey, we we found that, you know, Michigan is stealing signs. What do you guys think we should do? Mm -hmm. You Because this is right from U.S. integrity's website. At U.S. integrity, our goal is to help ensure that every sporting competition is fair and transparent. We partner with some of the largest professional sports leagues and conferences in the U.S., as well as licensed sports betting operators and regulators. But if you're the Big Ten and you're consulting with U.S. Integrity, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I think we need to pause judgment on whether or not this is a, is a sports gambling thing. The FBI being involved, the University of Michigan police not 
clearly not feeling confident in, in what they were looking at and how to process the information, went to the FBI. Boss Frog, I think you make a very good point. The FBI's involved. Multiple states are involved because we were told Matt Weiss's crime was across multiple state lines. Allegedly, the crime, and I want to make this clear, he's being investigated for computer crimes across multiple states with multiple victims. So that's what the way that it was reported. So that makes sense that it would be, that it could be gambling. Potentially, I'm not telling you, hey, we're reporting. That's not what I'm saying. The fact that U.S. integrity is involved certainly makes you feel that way. Certainly makes you feel that way. Yes. And I think when you look at that situation, it is, it is awfully ugly. It is, this is not the way that Michigan wanted this to come out. And I, I have to think the only thing that brings me pause is that Michigan is so loudly and aggressively not denying the sign stealing operation. Mm -hmm. There's one of two ways to look at that. Are you playing defense by going on offense? So, okay. If we don't want to talk about this darker cloud over here with Matt Weiss, Let's just focus on due process and sign stealing, but we're not going to deny it because we probably did it. And I'm saying probably because I don't know this to be fact, but if I'm Michigan and I'm in the place that they are offensively, I'm doing this because we know we did this. The only thing that I can do is argue for due process. But it was pointed out to me a minute ago. Well, why is Michigan fighting so hard for these three days for Jim Harbaugh? It's probably his last three days. If he goes to the college football playoff, they probably now, there's a larger chance that they are going to get expelled from the postseason. These three games could very probably be his last three games as head coach of Michigan. Man, that's wild. And I think there is a better than average chance that Michigan is well aware of that. I think there is a... Yeah, I mean, if you're the if you're the playoff committee and now U.S. integrity is getting thrown around, I mean, you're not really being given much of a choice here. I think I would be, I would be very nervous if I were a Michigan fan today, because I just don't see how this plays. How does this play well, man? I I don't I don't see how this plays well, in any way, shape, or form, because I just don't. Um, I. I don't know how you survive it. I I don't know there how there is you, no surviving it. I don't know how you 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 know damage control this one. I mean, this is, dude. I, I again, it's all legend and opinions, and we don't know. But just the sheer, you know, just the the optics of it on on their own are ugly. Really, really. There's bad. no way out from under this rock. And, and by the way, if you're if you're the college football playoff committee, I still maintain just on a surface level, take Michigan out of it on a surface level. You've always had a responsibility to make sure your TV partners are happy at ESPN uh, and make sure that you come up with the best matchups possible. And yeah. now, uh, and obviously the coming days, you know, we'll, we'll provide us more evidence, obviously, as it always does. But now that us integrity is publicly involved and everyone knows it, um, yeah, I think if you're the college football playoff committee, you you are pretty much like 
one iota away from from banning them from the playoff this year. Um, by the way, a quick update before we get back to this Michigan conversation on the Pac-12 uh, in court. Um, according to uh, Matt Loveless from Washington State, um, Judge Libby's question um, to defense counsel, which would be on the Washington Pac-12 side, isn't the, isn't the Pac-12 survival of the most concern here? To which uh, defense counsel said, we hope for Washington State and Oregon State survival, but don't think the money should be spent on the conference, but its current members. He also sums up with his view that Washington State and Oregon State's argument of give us the keys, but we don't know where we're driving um, is not rightful. And what's really interesting is that it seems like the judge asked for a response to the motion to dismiss by UW on the grounds that the nine other schools aren't here. Attorney Ariana Scavetti speaking says their arguments are adequately represented in the brief, including some uh, explicit passages agreeing with UW's stance. And it's really interesting that the judge also asked about the possibility of um, that lawsuit by UW and the departing members. I, I mean, all of this is telling me this is going in the way of Washington State and Oregon State. Totally agree. I mean, it, it when the judge is asking questions about um, Libby asked for a response to the motion um, to dismiss by Washington on the grounds that the other nine schools aren't aren't there. Set, and the attorney answers by saying the arguments are adequately represented in their briefs. And I think that's exactly right. And the defense counsel in reference to each side speculating what the other would do with power, quote, from the defense attorneys for Washington and the others, we're all shooting at ghosts. We'd like the preliminary injunction to be denied. And he wrapped up his case. Like, I just think you have no, like, what have you argued here? Not a lot. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what you've what you're arguing here. That's what I'm struggling with on this on this whole thing. I think you're in real trouble if you are you you're going to have to go to the Supreme Court after this. I believe absolutely. I mean, it is. Hey, maybe that's what they want. I mean, maybe maybe that's the strategy. Maybe there's a bigger play here. Like, hey, we just need to get through this this session, get this appealed up, and then we'll go to town. Yeah, you know, maybe that's the play. I don't know. And the attorneys wrapped up their uh, arguments by just reiterating what they'd all said to start. And now it looks like this is coming to an end here fairly quickly. So, whew, man, what an hour on the Monty Show presented by our good friends uh, at Sound Sleep Medical. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. You guys, if you're struggling with snoring or sleep apnea, you probably don't know the difference between the two. Now, just because you're snoring does not mean you have sleep apnea. And I think this is a, a really important point because I am talking about life or death. And I hope people understand that sleep apnea can kill you tonight. Absolutely. Right now, if you struggle, if you're the guy that wakes up gasping for air or your wife or your husband wakes you up because you are not breathing and you are gasping for air, you can die from that. And what's not in question is if you are battling sleep apnea and it is unchecked, you are, you are giving yourself brain damage on a nightly basis. It's a really serious condition. 
and you need to take it seriously. That's why you go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. They have a great, what's called an oral device for you, uh, which is a fancy way of saying they have a custom fit mouthpiece that your insurance is going to cover. Treat snoring and sleep apnea with no masks and no tubes. Just better, healthier sleep with Sound Sleep Medical. Use code MONTY, M-O-N-T-Y, to schedule a free sleep assessment today. Yep, get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Um, and one of the things that you guys are going to see, they're going to give you an at-home sleep study. Uh, that means it's a super easy thing. You sleep with a, a chest strap and a ring on your finger. You go back into their clinic and they tell you, hey, you know, you just have snoring. This mouthpiece is going to move your jaw forward. It's going to stop your snoring. Or, hey, you have sleep apnea. We think this could be a solution for you because, again, it's going to move your jaw forward, which will unobstruct your airway. And your uh, your insurance will cover it. And here we are on the 14th of November. If you have a healthcare spending account, if you're somebody with a cafeteria account that helps you pay for co-pays and whatnot, the, a lot of those, you lose your money at the end of the year if you don't use it. Dudes, get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty and schedule your sleep study today. Uh, multiple stories working for you. Um at this hour on the Monty show. So we're going to be hopping around a little bit. I ask you for a little patience as news breaks. Obviously, um, I don't know which one's the bigger story. I think this Michigan story uh, is crazy. Uh, Michigan football um, was turned in or is being investigated by the FBI because it appears U.S. integrity um, who partners with, amongst others, the Big Ten to make sure that sporting events and competitions are fair and transparent. Uh, it turns out the conference issued a press release stating the conference and the university had been notified by the NCAA that it was investigating allegations of improper sign stealing by the University of Michigan's football program. The conference consulted with U.S. Integrity, which confirmed the conference's view that immediate transparency about the information the conference had learned was important. Dude. So the Big Ten, the NCAA, and Michigan are all in an investigation now that we feel like, in our opinion, leads you to believe that gambling played some role in the last 18 months of controversy at Michigan. And really, it'd be the last 12 months because Matt Weiss hasn't even been terminated for a year at this point. And you're looking at a situation where Matt Weiss, the former offensive coordinator at Michigan football, was terminated because of what is alleged to be improper use of computers in the Michigan football department that occurred over state lines and had multiple victims. The University of Michigan police were investigating this. They got to a point where they felt like they needed assistance, so they called in the FBI. This is a code 10 abort. What, the Michigan State Police weren't, oh, uh, well, the uh, Ann Arbor, well. And it's gonna go into crisis lockdown mode here at the house. The You went to the FBI? Dude. I'm the real. That's a gambling thing, in my opinion. That feels like, in my opinion, gambling could be part of this investigation. Well, and obviously the the bureau is a you know uh, a national body, 
So if you went to the FBI, you're saying, hey, this is not this is not reserved for just the state of Michigan. This is, you know, this is clearly a multi-state, you know, thing. Um, and obviously it's multi-state because Michigan football obviously travels to other states to play football games. So again, hypothetical, not saying this is what it is, just my thought based on, you know, what we're being told. This could be potentially, allegedly, could be, hey, Michigan uh, was looking for, uh, you know, was looking to either make money or looking for some type of financial gain yeah. through gambling. Um, and in an effort to secure that game, gain more reliably, uh, they employed Connor Stallions to carry out a sign-stealing uh, operation. And as part of that operation, folks like CMU uh, benefited financially through under-the-table payments that they can now prove, um, which would explain why Connor Stallions is on your sideline at CMU and why Jim McElwain knew who that guy was and why he was able to get a VB pass. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of scale we're talking about here. I don't know that that's what it is, but I'm just trying to get you guys to understand, hey, when the FBI is involved, when U.S. integrity is involved, we're, 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 we're sitting here, you know, mixing a drink together and these are the ingredients we're using and that drink is known as hey a multi-state national gambling scheme that's that's what i take this to mean now obviously we'll get more clarity as it goes on but i don't know why you would involve the fbi unless you needed to don't know why u.s integrity would be looking into you unless they saw anomalies and again on their website just so you guys know michigan fan when you get all crass and red ass like you have been for two weeks in our comments, go to U.S. Integrity's website. What do they say they look for? Anomalies in in competition, right? Anomalies in gambling lines, anomalies in money based on competition. Yeah. So for them to even be involved, something Scary. happened, dude. Something happened. And gambling is legal in, in Michigan. Um Betters can wager online within the state's borders or at a retail sports uh, book in most casinos. The state has 14 betting apps. Um, they You can do things like, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, things like that. But their law is very specific. And here's why I ask, did you, if it's gambling, why didn't you go to the Michigan Control Board? Like if there was a gambling issue, we don't know all the answers. If it here, was guys. just reserved, so think of it this way: we don't know the answers. True, agreed. But if this was just, hey, Michigan was engaged in something that broke Michigan state gambling law, the FBI wouldn't be involved. The FBI would not be involved. Look at Boss Frog Monty. I've worked with uh, U.S. Integrity before. They have come in numerous times under discovery, reviewing suspicious customer bank accounts uh, from the suspicious activity report. Uh, with regulators. USI is no joke. And again, here's my question. Why is the FBI there? And I have to think it's because it goes over state lines. Because in Michigan, you can bet online within the state's border. Mm -hmm. And if it goes over that, it becomes a federal incident. Yeah, and, and we've seen and, there's precedent for leagues disciplining players this year at, in college football for gambling on your own sport or other sports in, in the collegiate world. So that's not what this is. Not at all. This is bigger than that. This is, I'm telling you, dude, 
And, and this is this was our argument. You guys go back and listen to the show. You you guys remember when Michigan responded to Tony Petiti and said that, hey, we fired Connor Stallings or Connor Stallings resigned, right? They wanted to fix that. Hey, he resigned. He resigned. We're unaware of ongoing uh, compliance issues. In Man. other words, hey, nothing ongoing breaks compliance rules. We are in compliance now, so all this should go away. I really am hoping that we are wrong about this. I, I, I am because, dude, this is Michigan. This is a big flipping deal. This is a blue blood. This is, I mean, this is... Everything you don't want if you're the NCAA. Which, again, Michigan fan, just want to point this out. Use your own argument against you. Hey, you know, we shouldn't be punishing Jim. Hey, we got to wait for due process in the NCAA. You really still want to wait for that due process, sir? I don't know that you want to wait for, for due process because I don't think there's – I don't see that there's a win here. Um, I don't see any way, shape, or form. Um. I don't see any way, shape, or form that that Michigan comes out on top here. You know, like it is, it is. I, I don't think it's good. Uh, real quick on the uh, Pac-12 situation, and I don't mean to hop back and forth, but that's the news cycle today with mm -hmm. this this new this news with U.S. integrity. Um, John Wilner, um, according to Eric McMichael. The attorney for uh, Oregon State, Washington State, on the 10 departing schools, they care about one thing and one thing only, draining all the money out of the conference and leaving no money for the liabilities on their way out the door. Just imagine what they're going to do if they're all, uh, if they are the board. Ooh. I can't disagree with that. That is, um, I mean, that's the heart of your case. Yeah. I, this attorney for Oregon State, Washington State is kicking ass. Like it is, it is very difficult. Uh, I think it is. It's going to be very difficult for this judge to rule in their behalf. I don't know how it happens. And I have to say, um, just as a spectator of college football, it's a beautiful thing to watch an attorney work. Yeah, I mean, absolutely <laughs> clinical uh, job today by him. Yeah, I want to. Um, yeah, I want to see how this all breaks down. Uh, I want to see how on earth. The, 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 if this judge rules against Washington state and Oregon state, somebody call us integrity. Yeah, for real. Dude. <laughs> I need an investigation. <laughs> right. Um, and then of course, you know, I, I, let's get your comments in here on Michigan. Do you guys think we're making, I see comments saying we're making too much out of this. Uh, Logan for a dollar 99, the Blake Corum LLC begins to look more suspect. I don't know that this has anything to do with it. I, I mean, I don't, I think it's been incredibly suspect. I do. Aaron Wilson gives one Monty show membership. Aaron. Let's go, Aaron. Appreciate you, dude. Sorry. Hang on. Uh, U.S. Integrity was on my phone. Okay. Here we go. All right. Hey. Sorry, Jake. Didn't, inter didn't mean to interrupt you texting with your girlfriend. I'm not texting with Eric, my girlfriend. Eric Wasikowski. If Michigan leaves the Big they're not leaving the Big Ten. They're not leaving the Big Ten. Like, I don't understand this. I don't understand. Let me just ask. Again, and this is what I said yesterday. Who at Michigan has said they're leaving the Big Ten? What conference did Michigan call? Who did they try to get in touch with? They have made no effort to leave the Big Ten. They have never said they're trying to leave the Big Ten. They have said nothing of the sort. They have made no action. This is one of those things that is just bloviation. Oh, we're pissed. 
There is no evidence that they're leaving. And everybody's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Uh, come on out to the uh, truck stop conference. Right, Yarmark's an incredible leader. So if you're Michigan, you're going to take a $115 million write-down to go to the Big 12. That makes sense? It doesn't. Well, I'm we're going to the SEC. We're big time over here. Bless up. Uh, okay, they're making about $60 million a year. So you're going to make about $150 million total take-home on football and basketball every year. TV revenue. So you're going to leave $100 million on the table. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Jake, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, because we're stupid. We're, <laughs> we're clearly inept, and we clearly have no idea you know, about how schools moving conferences worked, even though we covered it all summer and we know pretty much everything there is to know about realignment. talking about? Come on, guy. What, Be are, better, we, what are we even Be talking better. about? There is not a chance in the world. There is not a chance in the world that they are, that they're leaving this conference. And, and by the way, that's the least of their worry, I might add. Yeah, and if you have a betting scandal, which potentially they may, who's who's going to want that? Who's going to want that? I, I'm asking for a friend. Who's going to want that? Yeah, I I don't know, dude. And, and honestly, and I don't know. Dude, you, you look around at college football right now, and we've had all these people over the course of the last year who have ripped NIL and ripped all the way the money works in college sports now and ripped, you know, the transfer portal and, like, all these things. And yet, what do we have? We've got potentially, allegedly you know, don't know in concrete yet, but potentially a gambling scandal that crosses state lines out of a blue blood in the Big Ten. So you're telling me the conference that makes the most money in college football is a gambling ring going on? There's don't, no win here, dude. Don't talk to me about the kids and how much money they make. Don't talk to me about the portal, dude. Talk to me about how all the big wigs in college football want to rake in as much cash as possible to the point where they're willing to commit crimes to do it. Cause that's what we're talking about, dude. And I'm tired of people going on rants about how, Oh, the kid and Caleb Williams and NIL and Shador had his Rolls Royce booted. Did you see that? I don't care, bro. What I care about is these kids get the same opportunity and I'm tired of people sitting here supporting a guy. And this includes Pat McAfee. I'm tired of dudes sitting here supporting Jim Harbaugh uh, and guys like Jim Harbaugh who want to save face in front of the media and then are absolute ass bags behind closed doors because that's exactly who Jim Harbaugh is if all this is true. Yep, I agree. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Uh, reminding you guys again that our friends at The Advocates uh, are working with a, a really phenomenal organization, Hero of Hope. Uh, this Thanksgiving, um, please, if you have a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever you have, nothing's too big, nothing's too small. Everything helps. Um, when you are trying to provide Thanksgiving and holidays for people who cannot provide for themselves and not everybody is as lucky as we all are. Um, and I know that this show has really worked hard and I know that you guys have given so much and I, I'm, I, we are trying to get a big push to finish this week. Um, if you have not given, please consider hit Venmo, uh, advocates, donations, advocates, donations, uh, on Venmo, 
Uh, if you have it in your heart, please consider giving because it's such an important moment in time. Um, and, and what they're doing with Hero of Hope at the Advocates, I, I tell you every day, they're the best, defense, the, the best injury attorneys in the business. And I tell you every day that these, these attorneys care so much about their community. And no matter where you are, the advocates are in your community. And they're helping so many people. But they can't do it on their own. And so they're asking for donations in partnership um, with Hero of Hope this Thanksgiving. Hit them on Venmo. Advocates, donations. Advocates, donations on Venmo. Uh, let's see. 1939. Nothing happened to Iowa or Iowa State, so why would Michigan get punished? Okay, the deflection defense. Uh, well, Iowa and Iowa State also didn't get caught advanced scouting and stealing signs red-handed and then never deny it. And we don't know what's going to happen with Iowa and Iowa State, number one. And yeah, things happened. Their players got suspended. So I would caution you against the, well, nothing happened there, so look at us over here defense. That rarely ever ever works. And the fact of the matter is the FBI is investigating Michigan football. I mean, does that resonate with you as a Michigan fan? Um, you know, the FBI, bro, the federal Bureau of investigation, the, the, the most cold blooded, clean, methodical and thorough investigative body in our country, dude. It's remarkable. And you want to talk to me about what's happening in the state of Iowa. No, let's talk about <laughs> what Michigan did in the state of Iowa. Uh, I, I am I am amazed by this. I am amazed by this. That you are that you are as Michigan fans, and you guys are passionate, and so I understand it. But how many, how many days have I sat here and said the FBI is in your building? investigating computer crimes. You have a head coach who took a three-day suspension and you're fighting it like your life depends on it. That doesn't raise a red flag on a three-day suspension. He's going to coach as many games as he's been suspended this year. Let that sink in. Six-game suspension in a 12-game season. And the reason this is so significant is because if there is a gambling investigation, and I am not saying there is, but the, I mean, A plus B equals U.S. integrity, man. And even if there is no gambling investigation, you got caught stealing signs by sending advanced scouts out, filming sidelines, and it's not in question, mainly because you have not denied it. You're so fucked. So the look over there defense does not work. No. And at some point, I want the narrow focus and the narrow viewed Michigan fan to answer the question of the FBI fucking eye is in your building. With all due respect, the FBI is in your building. And you want to defend this guy who's self-admitted to level one and level two violations. And now you're not and he's not denying the sign stealing allegations and say it with me. The FBI is in your building cheating, lying, and then playing the victim. So why are you defending this guy? Help me understand it. Well, he's one that is no, he actually oh. hasn't. <laughs> like, I, are you serious? 
I, 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 I can't even, I can't, I cannot wrap my head around what you are defending. Help me understand. You're with all due respect to 1989 national champion. Dude, 39, 1939, whatever you're making an ass of yourself here, man. Like just step back, step back, step off it. There's no point to you doing this. And I'd also remind you it was players at Iowa and Iowa state. It wasn't Kirk Ferentz or Matt Campbell or their offensive coordinators on computers allegedly being investigated for committing crimes across state lines with multiple victims. That'd be America's team. Yeah, it takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it, Jim? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Johnny Gonzalez, put it in, coach. Your cellmate is ready to play. Yeah, for real, bro. Easy. Uh, FBI on America's team? That'd be America's team. Johnny Gonzalez, Colorado is for 60 minutes. Michigan is for 48 hours. Hey, by the way. <laughs> by the way. 48 hours is a totally different kind of show. I might point out, yeah, this little development today uh, puts the Blake Corm thing on a little bit smaller of a scale. You know, but, but by the way, there's also allegations that your uh, assistant coach committed uh, wire fraud. Oh. And forgery. You know. And forgery. So once again, let's run it back. Say it with me, everybody. The FBI is in Ann Arbor at the big house. According to your own football player, Blake Corum. Good Lord. Who says, you know, hey, I had nothing to do with that. Beckins are my thing. I had nothing to do with that. Thank you for everybody online who pointed it out. Man. His attorneys are on it. And um and that's why exactly nothing has been filed, uh, you no. know, and, you know, Connor Stallion, sign stealer guy, you know, he's just chilling. He He's just chilling. Might, might ask another question. Why was Connor Stallion so willing to be the fall guy? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Because Mr. Weiss is the true villain here. Connor Stallions is going to run and hide all day behind the defense that, he was a $55,000 a year salary employee and he was acting at the direction of Weiss and Jim Harbaugh. That's what you're going to do if you ever see a courtroom. So by the way, apparently the uh, Washington attorney has repeated multiple times the language in the PAC 12 bylaws and he was paraphrasing it. Oh God. And apparently had to be corrected. And now just as reading the bylaws, as his closing statement. Dude, this guy's a joke. And he continues to say that Oregon State, Washington State holding back uh, fiscal year 24 revenue would be a disaster for the outgoing members. I, I mean, <laughs> I again, why don't you have a defense? Uh, conundrum. FBI will uh, prosecute Michigan right after Hunter Biden. Exactly. Right. Uh, Mike Smith says sink in. Okay. Capazzo, Michigan didn't pay the shakedown money to the right politicians. Apparently For real. Not. For real, dude. Uh, OG Gary, is this the end of Michigan? Let's see what they, there's a big difference between accusations and convictions. I think it's, I don't know how you would tender a contract extension. No. To Jim Harbaugh. And I'm not trying to be redundant, but Michigan fan, I'm here for you, dude. 
And I would like to point out, we've graduated from, hey, we broke some Big Ten rules to criminal activity. Just want to point that out. I'm not trying to be redundant, but if you're Michigan, are you going to give the largest contract in the history of college football to a coach who is admitted to level one and level two violations, has been caught in the middle of the largest cheating scandal we've ever seen in college football, and has the FBI in your building at the esteemed University of Michigan, are we really going to give that coach the largest extension in the history of college football? I'm Because where's the contract extension you all said was coming? Oh, we're going to throw some new language in it. You know, hey, you know, yeah, highest contract, Jim, but the trade-off is, hey, we got to throw some new language in it. Yet somehow, what, the printer didn't work? Oh, that's right. We have to give away uh, the $25 Amazon gift card. Thank you, uh, Steve, who also partook. Because today is the uh, early Black Friday sale at buckedup.com, promo code 50AMB. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we give you 15 more minutes? We'll do it at 45 past the hour. Yeah. Uh, get to buckedup.com right now. It is their early Black Friday sale. And we already told you things like Buckshot and uh, the Miami flavor of uh, Bucked Up Energy sold out. Uh, but Buckshot, watermelon's available. Uh, so I would encourage you, my friends, to get to buckedup.com right now. Use the promo code 50AMB. It's 50% off everything at, at, on the website. If you make a purchase, take a screenshot, and we're going to give somebody in 15 minutes a $25 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is make a purchase, take a screenshot, send it to Jake or I, tag us on Twitter or Instagram, or DM us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, S-L-C, Jake. Uh, it, OG Gary has made another purchase. He, re- he would has. really, he would really like his gift card. Okay. He's, he's making a strong push here. Okay. I, I don't hate it. So I, I don't hate it. Eric Wasikowski. Have you been following the Adam Johnson news? The, you mean the hockey player in the UK? Bro. Yeah, that's great. The, the hockey player in the UK died after his throat was freakishly cut on the ice by a skate blade. He was skating. One of the opponents came up to try and hit a player and made contact with the player next to Adam and kicked him in the throat, and he died on the ice because the skate blade cut his throat. They arrested that player whose skate blade cut his throat on manslaughter charges in the in the United Kingdom. And I think it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. You had better have proof that there was some kind of negligence or... Because I've seen the tape a thousand times and that looked like normal flow of hockey to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Hawkeyes drive to 325, Michigan 25 to life. <laughs> See what he did there. Uh, Mike Mike Smith, Connor is Ollie North. Whoa, easy. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, read his manifesto. It explains everything in there. Connor Stallions wrote a Michigan manifesto. Fine Steeler guy. Uh, Jack says, look at my lawyer, dog. We go to jail. <laughs> Okay. That's what I mean, dude. Like, how are you getting out of this, man? Field crew, Dirt Dr. Cheese. What will be the name of the 30 for 30? Stallions versus Wolverines? I don't know. Something. Something. Uh, Conundrum. Connor equals Sammy the Bull Gravano. You didn't murder anybody. Oh, it's just a slight difference. (laughs) 
Jeff Woodworth, Connor is the ugly behind the guy behind the guy. Yes, he is. That's right. Uh, Mike Smith, FBI in the big house of lawyers, dude. So, I mean, there's no getting away from it now, man. And I feel like Michigan fans just write it off. Oh, so what? It's the FBI. Who cares? Oh, who cares? Who cares? I mean, what are you, Jim Harbaugh disciples? Oh, that's right. You are, right? Oh, breaking news. Um, according to John Wilner, Judge Gary Libby rules in favor of Oregon State and Washington State, which now have full voting control of the conference. The Pac-2 prevails. Wow, that is huge. That's oh, also on... Super West Sports uh, has that I'm seeing now. Um, that is monumental. Absolutely monumental news today. Uh, Judge Libby rules in favor of the Pac-2. Uh, I think there is no question now um, that this is going to this is going to the Supreme Court in the state of Washington. Um, and I think you are going to see that. Um, I think you're going to see this is going to be a long, protracted fight. But as of now, the the Pac-2 have control of the conference. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the 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 legal defense, you know, of the 10 who left didn't do anybody any favors on that side of the conversation. I mean, I, I, I just don't feel like they took this that seriously, if I'm being honest, based on the reporting we've seen for the last two hours on this. And I don't feel like they were prepared to make a, you know, to make a case. I don't feel like they were prepared to, to get the job done. And, and I, I can only imagine that they were not interested in winning this step, I guess, because you're going to appeal. And this is like you just said, going to go to the Supreme court in Washington. I, I can only imagine that's it because I don't know why you would go with the angles you went with today to try to win this conversation I, because none of those support what you're, you know, what you're trying to get done here. Yeah. This is massive news. Where are the Oregon state fans now? Because this is a huge story. Uh, Oregon state and Washington state now have full control of the PAC 12. And I say, this is exactly how it should have gone. I think you guys are aware that uh, over the last six weeks, we have told you, I, I just didn't believe that Washington and the other members of the PAC 10 that are exiting had any leg to stand on here. Their previous actions very clearly set a precedent for how business was done in the PAC 12. And when that, when that precedent, well, the power is flashing in our studio. <laughs> when Whoa. that precedent uh, was applied to them, the exiting 10 members of the conference did not agree and did not like it. And again, here we are in a situation where, the law is all good and well until it's applied to you and then you don't agree with it. So let's go sue people. This was the right and just outcome. Judge Libby, I think, made the exact right ruling here. And now the question has to be asked, what does Oregon State and Washington State do? This allows them to move forward with the Mountain West Conference. And I think the thing that is so very clear is that you have a situation with the Mountain West and the Pac-2, where they, according to our sources, have had a framework of an agreement in place that will get them through the 24 season. Now the question is, with the assets under control of the Pac-2, do they have the financial resources to compensate the Mountain West Conference to the level that the Mountain West Conference would like? That is the only sticking point, and I'm not even trying to say that it is insignificant, because it is not. But the question has to be asked, what is the financial ramifications on the PAC-2? 
If they are not able to make an alliance or an agreement with the Mountain West, I would sit here and tell you it is catastrophic. They have been out selling themselves to multiple other conferences who have all roundly said no. I can tell you that uh, the American, I can tell you that with, uh, I mean, without doubt, the Big 12, the ACC, all the, the P4s have said no as far as scheduling alliances go. I don't think there is any doubt now that the Mountain West has to become the sole focus for the Pac-2, Jake. I just don't know that they can get a deal done in time to have a merger for this coming, you know, the 24-25 season. But I think they certainly can have a scheduling alliance. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, again, this this whole situation uh, speaks to preparedness uh, and execution. You know, you look at these two schools, Oregon State and Washington State, and this is going exactly how we thought it would. Hey, you're going to go in. You're going to try and win this hearing today. It's going to get appealed. But for now, you have control. And so while you have control, you're going to come in here and hopefully execute on what was reported. The information we got was is that they have a, a handshake agreement with the Mountain West to have a scheduling alliance. So hopefully they can go ahead and get that done for this upcoming season. Because, again, the clock is ticking. I mean, we're in November, and you don't have scheduling for 2024 done. I mean, typically scheduling would be done, what, 15, 16 months in advance at least, yes. if not more. So so I look at this situation and I say, hey, these two schools did what they needed to do today to push off the wolves, if you will, uh, and allow themselves to move forward. And so, no, I don't think you're going to all of a sudden just conjure up a merger you know, out of thin air. And I think that this scheduling alliance potentially, based on how the Mountain West views this, potentially – could be a stepping stone to uh, to a merger, but you know you look at you look at this tweet and it, and it says Washington State and Oregon State will be the only two governing members of the board, according to Judge Libby, which is which is what it should be, and also says the ruling uh, the ruling is stayed at uh, at no objection from Oregon State and Washington State until the end of the week uh, as the departing ten initiates the appeals process. So. You know, you're if you're the 10, you mess this up, in my opinion. Yep. Judge Libby also said, quote, conduct speaks louder than words and rules in favor of Oregon State and Washington State. And I also think something is very clear. This is not over. It is just delayed action because this is going to be appealed. And I don't think that this is finality. I don't think this is closure, but this is process. And this allows the PAC-2 to move forward now to help themselves conduct business going into the future. I don't think this changes uh, from people that I've spoken to about the appeals process. I don't believe that this at all strengthens. I think it significantly weakens uh, the exiting 10 members who are going to go to the Supreme Court in the state of Washington where this case is being housed. I think this significantly weakens their case at the, at the Supreme Court level. It is going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. But without doubt, this is a massive, massive day. If you are Oregon State and Washington State, there is no question. This quote right here from Judge Libby, conduct speaks louder than words, speaks directly to the, the points we've been making. Your past actions set a precedent. When USC and UCLA said they were leaving, you were happy to kick them off the board and give them no voice. 
When you said you were leaving, you wanted special treatment. And Oregon State and Washington State, and at the time, Calford said, no, we're not doing that. And the question I have is, if you're Stanford and Cal, would you go back and do it all over again? Knowing now that the Pac-2 have won their case, it looks to me like Stanford and Cal acted hastily and had they stayed, would be in a much better financial situation than had they gone. Thanks. I totally think, agree, dude. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of this that you cannot overlook. It's a huge part you cannot overlook because I think this is one of those deals that is, this is seismic today, and I hope you understand this. This is history right in front of our eyes. The college football world was changed today because the way we write bylaws and contracts was changed today. The way that we govern conferences was changed today because you're not, and I don't think in anybody's opinion, done with realignment but by any stretch of the imagination. This ruling today will shake the timbers of all of these conferences that are thinking about, well, what happens when the ACC collapses? And what happens when the Pac-12 and the, the Mountain West merge? How different does this make that conversation? I think it makes it significantly different. I think it makes significant. I think it makes it significantly different. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the college football playoff with the five-seven model did the absolute right thing. When you look at that from what we now know of this of this ruling and where this stands, the five-seven model makes perfect sense. And and I think that it's heading in the right direction. And I I just leave this conversation feeling like the 10 who left did injustice by future conversations. You did not represent yourself well today. And, and I'm not saying that w this ruling is wrong. I think it's right. I think it's, you know, what should have happened, but I, I just hope people don't skip over the fact that the, the 10 who left did, in my opinion, a, a really terrible job arguing today. Well, a source texted me and made a really interesting point. There is one other potential outcome here. The 10 leave and use the arguments by the attorneys for Oregon State and Washington State, who in court today said they had no plans to withhold current fiscal year revenue from the exiting 10 members. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what the exiting 10 members are looking for at a minimum. What they want is control of the future tournament uni units, and they want to dissolve the physical assets of the conference. They're not getting that. No judge, and I think they got a slap in the taint today on this, no judge is giving them that. Yeah. But what did the exiting 10 members secure? I think it's a great point. What did the exiting 10 members secure? a bag for the fiscal year 23-24. Yeah. And I think that is the only thing that they are beholden to. So I, I am I, I'm amazed by day. it. UW fan James says, what could they say? Nothing. I, I, think, I think the exiting 10 members did not have a leg to stand on. And I've told you that for six weeks. I think this has been an open and shut case since the day that it was that it was put forward. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you that I, I, you know, the bylaws may appear to be an open and shut case, but what I'm telling you is that any uh, savvy lawyer would have gone in there and made much more substantial arguments based on, you know, no, 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 an argument. Because it sounds like what Washington and the Pac-12's attorneys did is re read bylaws allowed in court. 
That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And they went with, oh my God, look at that murderer over there. Uh, there's nobody over there, but there could be. <clears throat> that was their argument today. They could leave with all of our money. They're trying to cripple us. They're trying to steal our money that we're owed from this year while we're still members of this godforsaken conference. Uh, there's no evidence of that. By the way, um, counsel for Oregon State and Washington State, the two uh, Pac-2 guys, yeah, we're not plan, aren't nowhere in our plan is it to take from them. But it could be. Because it's illegal. That was their argument today. It could be. That part and parcel of that's it. Yeah. Whole thing. It's embarrassing. Scare tactics. Panic. It's embarrassing, dude. The world's ending. That was their whole thing. Make an argument. Make any argument. That's your job. Did you pass the bar? Make an argument. Hey, you know, just because we did as we said, not as we do, uh, doesn't mean we're wrong. Argue what your actions were. Here's why we did that. Because as a collective group, we decided USC and UCLA wouldn't be there. As a collective group, we've now decided, screw the Pac-2, we all want our equal share. And that's what these bylaws right here, bing, 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 say that we're entitled to. We acted as a collective group, which they are trying to prevent when we acted before as a collective group to kick USC and UCLA off the board. They're now trying to act as though that's not how we did it as a collective group. When the 10 of us wanted to be the 12 of us and we wanted to act as a collective group once again. That's the fucking argument. But you didn't make that argument. You went to court with the guy, the boogeyman under the bed. <laughs> Your argument was, hey, whoa, there's a boogeyman under the bed and he's coming for those ankles. Potentially. <coughs> uh, we checked. There's nobody under there. But he could be. Like, what? Yeah, yeah man. It's weak. It's weak it's sauce. Weak. You, that's what you should, should argue. T-Duck, uh, so now what? Appeal another TRO? No, you're going to the Michigan Supreme Court. That's what. That's the only place they can go. And if you run this nonsense out there, you'll get laughed out of court. I opinion. would agree with that. Uh, the Chris D, Washington also argued that Oregon State, Washington State might post, close the Pac-12 themselves. And the Pac-12 argued that the Pac-12 didn't care if the Pac-12 existed. That's exactly right. Why right, we have fine moms. Yeah, it doesn't. We've got to stop lawyering. I should have been a lawyer. They would have called me Harvey Specter. Uh, I watch Suits, so I technically am a lawyer. Um, what are you, Mike Ross? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't. We've got to stop this Michigan way of arguing. Well, uh, hold on. Let me think of something outrageous. Uh, Judge, um, you're, you're on our, um, um, uh, um, We're upset, so you should find in our favor. Our feelings are hurt. Uh, there's due process. Um, there's no due process and to be argued because this isn't a legal case. Uh, but the uh, bylaws, eh, I mean, look at these bylaws, aren't they? Look how well um, they're typed out. I got them right off a of Michigan blog, too. Look at this. The pretty, ink isn't dry yet. It's pretty cool, huh? Like, that's that's what Michigan is arguing. Barking dog, dude. You you quite literally are a dog barking at the moon. And that's what that's what the Pac-12 was. That's that's where it is. So the struggle for me is, why didn't you argue that we acted as a group then and we're acting as a group now? Because I'm sitting here being Jimmy No Bar Card and I'm making a better argument than you made today. Empty. The opposite of full. I think I have a better chance of winning than you, sir. Can I have your fee, please? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Kirk DeBow. I love you guys, but give credit where credit is due. Whoa. Um, the Monty show got it wrong. Washington state, Oregon state get 320. No, they do not. No, they do not. That is complete. This statement right here is completely wrong, false. And there is no universe where this happens. There is no universe where that happens. None whatsoever. It's not even, it's not even possible. Keep drinking the Kool-Aid, bro. And uh, what's his name? Immaculate, who occasionally watches our show, even said it's his opinion. It's his opinion. Credit where credit's due. Are they going to the Big 12? No. We'll see, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, Lamont Tucker, can't uh, Calford change their mind and go back like Boise State did? I mean, maybe. I doubt it. Not at this point. Man, but if I was them, I'd be trying to unwind that thing. Something spears. I'm guessing you signed a grant of rights. I would guess. Um, as a Buckeye, seeing Michigan suffer the fiery wrath of hell is very entertaining. But this hurt the rivalry in the long run. It absolutely absolutely. Did. And I think in the Michigan side of this, and if you're just tuning in, um, there is a major update in the Michigan case. U.S. integrity was involved in turning in Michigan. And it involved the process. They were involved in the process uh, of disciplining Michigan. Uh, the conference also consulted the Big Ten with U.S. integrity, which confirmed the conference's view that immediate transparency about the information the conference had learned was important. So this whole argument about, oh, my God, you lack due process. Well, your recognized governing body, U.S. integrity, this is their positioning statement on their website. You know, uh, I'm just telling you, the the due process argument's dead. Yeah. With U.S. integrity being involved, that's all over with now. And I think this is, this is a huge update on that story. I mean, it is a huge update on that story. Uh, I'm looking for blue bonnets, Mike. Uh, uh. Why is it blue? Anything but a blue bonnet. Anything. Uncle Filthy. Uh, Calford would have to have... Our lights are flashing. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State approved as the board. Uh, they would have to have approval, and I don't know that they would. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Tupac for life. <laughs> See, like Tupac. Right. And Biggie. Uh, two plus two equals potato. Sincerely, the exiting Pac-12 lawyer. It's a joke. Right. Uh, UW fan, fan Jim, if they reverse merge with the Mountain West, would the Pac-12 network be an upgrade from whatever the Mountain West has now? Not not really, because still, I mean, your biggest issue is you don't have carriage on the Pac-12 network. You don't have reach or distribution, which is really what you need. Are you going to turn on my chat game? Our chat game, we, dude. We're heavily invested in chat tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, OG Gary, my lights flashed in West Jordan as well, twice now. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, and the, the funny thing is we have this remote control for our lights and it keeps turning on and off. And, and it, I don't know why it's turning on and off and now it won't turn on at all. So something happened where, um, you know, it's, it's just not operating the way it should. And it's, whoa. now it's, and I'm Whoa. not even hitting the button. And it turned on and they turned on and off. So just going to put that down for a hot second. 
what is going on? All right, we got to give away this gift card and then, you know. All right, let's do it. Uh, BuckedUp.com, you guys, if you haven't been there today, you have until midnight, 50% off their entire website. It is their early Black Friday sale. Use code 50AMB without a doubt. Stevie from Queens is our winner. I mean, we're picking Stevie from Queens, right? Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Stevie from uh, from the Long Island. My girlfriend's texting me saying there's a major event happening in West Jordan. Many, many fire trucks and police cars. Oh, Jesus. So something's going on. Well, I, that's, oh, wow. And my, my, oh, yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. OG Gary wins. Okay. Play, play the music. Okay. Um, you guys, you're amazing. Thank you. Um, appreciate you supporting Bucked Up. Appreciate you supporting all of our sponsors. BuckedUp.com, 50 AMB to get 50 off their entire website tonight. Till tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.